0: This is the JWN Podcast. Aggie Flores is an artist, singer, and songwriter who came to Charleston, South Carolina after living and working all throughout the United States. Born and raised in Argentina, this energetic and creative soul traveled on a mission to find herself and in the process found the love of her life as well as her band, The Wildflowers. We had a great time talking about her journey, as well as her feelings about love, music, and living in the present. She even performed a new song for us, so let's just get right into my conversation with Aggie Flores. Maya was... That was the first time I ever sat down and talked to her. Yeah. And I was so excited because she, yeah, she's just super cool. And uh, I'm excited for her Femme Fest as well. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and then there's just, uh, another. Um, Event you're playing at, is it at the Poor House?
1: The- yeah,
2: the Friendly Neighborhood Fest, which is uh, produced, like, organized by my husband and uh, my roommate and friend, Kevin Shields. Really? And my husband's John Shields. They played Little Stranger. Yes. Uh, so they had done this event um, in 2019. Uh-huh. And they were going to do it in 2020. Actually, they had decided not to do it, and then the pandemic hit, so it was, like, kind of, like... Yeah. Perfect, not perfect, but like it just happened. So they were trying to do it again.
0: So yeah, little and Little Stranger, like Charleston loves Little Stranger. Yeah, like there's a lot of love for that group. And yeah, those those two are. are uh, they're just so, so
2: much fun. lovable. I think like that's the thing, and they're they're both so um, open to support their community. They had helped so many, not help, mm-hmm. but like offered, like like space or 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 recording or mixing or whatever to so many of their friends it's just uh uh, the way i see it is because i get i got to live with them for so long now um they're always playing with each other
0: they look like they just goof off a lot
2: yes yes it's just like like two like men because they're not boys, but they're like, actually. <laughs> what are you
0: calling men? Yeah, no. they're
2: just like, no, they're just like recording, like, let's make a video where Kevin's in a tub full of trash and you're rapping and like rolling around the floor and he's literally seeing like their nine year old version of themselves just blossoming in their houses and making like super cool content and music out of just let's have fun.
0: It's just, it, it, and that would be how I would describe them to somebody like, uh, it's. It looks like two best friends who just get to continue to have fun into adulthood. Yeah. Like, that's what the band feels like to me. Yeah. Whereas with your music, this is EP that you just put out, I. The, it, it dawned on me this morning what, if I could describe it in one word, it, and it's sunlight.
1: Aww. Like,
0: I just, something about the sound of it. The yeah. sound of your voice and the sound of the music and the production quality of it because it's really well done. Did your did your husband? Release? Yeah. Okay. He helped
2: me record everything. It sounds Thank you.
0: amazing. Yeah. And and I was just like, this sound. This sounds like a beautiful day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Does that
0: make sense? Yeah, I
2: definitely connected with my my fairy side of myself, um, and uh, the, I think like most of my music is very lullabyesque. Like yeah. it's very a lullaby. Um, which is like my way of playing, I think. Um, I mean, you either, we all have our favorite toys, right? Like uh-huh. some people play the Power Rangers and like the, 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 wrappers and tubs, um, and other people play fairies and, and little, little creatures running around the woods. I think that, um, if I had to choose like, yeah, what's my, my game board It's just fairies and, and creatures.
1: Oh
0: man, I think you and Presley Randall might need to get together. Have <laughs> you? Do you are you friends with uh, her? She's in uh, Baby Yaga.
2: Yes. Yes. I, so the first time I connected with Presley, she has. Um, actually, I saw a post. Um, Kevin actually sent me a post by her saying, "Like I'm looking for looking for illustrators or like art, like designers, whatever for this like shirt that I want to make." And I texted her. <laughs> Is
0: it the shirt?
2: Shirt. Oh, the shirt. Okay.
0: the shirt. The shirt, yeah.
2: Okay, sorry. And uh, she was very good about it. She was just like, I'm going to ask for consent. I'm going to send you like a picture of me and this is what I want and blah, blah, blah. And like right away, I was just like, please, I'd love to illustrate yeah. this image. And like, I think this is the most cool thing ever. Thank you for allowing me to like, like play with your body, literally like in, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in a drawing. And uh, she has been such an amazing guide in 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 the world of, like, self-awareness and, like, body consciousness. I had uh, attended to a couple of her uh, full moon women's circles. Nice. Um, which are are so cool because, like, she is a provider of that space, you know? Like, sometimes we, we want to do so many things, but we don't find the space or we can't provide ourselves a space to learn about our bodies or about, like, our emotions or, like, certain things and she has provided that for me um and in it's, in such an innocent and beautiful way
0: yeah well it, from my conversation when i i had her on the podcast and and what i kind of learned is like she we're kind of getting this glimpse into somebody in the middle of their like coming into their own you know what i'm saying like yeah. she 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 it from our conversation i got the idea that maybe she was just kind of like reserved for a long time she was in a relationship for a long time and she didn't feel comfortable being herself Mm -hmm. and then once she felt that freedom it's this explosion of creativity and just and and it's wonderful and it, it can be alarming to people who don't who aren't seeing the big picture. Cause you see that picture on uh that we're talking about a t-shirt that, that the band baby Yaga put out that I did not know you were involved in. Well,
2: I ended up not, we ended up not using well, my It's design. just a
0: picture on the, it's just yeah. an actual picture on it. Um, but the t-shirt we're talking about is, is Presley just basically like nude, but not just nude, like yeah. <laughs> really kind of like a exposing
2: a, herself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just letting you in. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and uh, if you don't know the whole story, it's easy to write that off. It's easy to look at that like, oh, this person is just looking for attention. No, no, no that's I mean, not what like, it is.
2: And that's a conversation that I think as a, as a female um, artist and as a female like mm-hmm. South American and like, I don't know, just human in general, um, in this revolution that we're having right now where women are like trying to fund their voices, right? Yeah. And um, it's easy to just see a, a woman expressing herself and automatically say, oh, they're trying to get attention. Right. When men had had the chance to find their voices for a long time, and nowadays they feel comfortable with their voice. And oh, yeah. they, they it's, it's like they kind of pass it in between generations and everything. We're like, this is how you do this and this is how you do that. For us, like, I think that, It wasn't that long ago that we started saying like, oh, we can actually say no to this. Yeah. Oh, I can actually tell you like, no, I don't want to, I like, I'm not going to do that or Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do this. Um, It's just that it's taking us a little bit to like actually be able to find our voice and how to say things. And the second someone feels like comfortable with the way we voice our nose or the way that we voice our expressions, it's like, ah, oh, what are you doing? Like, yeah. You're crazy or like whatever, or like you're just seeking attention. And it's just like, look, I'm just here trying to have mm-hmm. like my own process. And as I'm doing it, maybe I might not understand it right now, but I know that in the future I'll know why and I'll grow from it. And at the same time, this feels right. And as long as I'm not harming anyone then I'm just gonna do it
0: well I personally I love it because I enjoy I feel like we we all get the privilege of of experiencing it. with in and, and specifically with with Presley yeah <laughs> um you know we get to witness this really like passionate explosion of of emotion, feelings, all of that stuff. And she's manifesting it in what I would think is healthy ways. Yeah. You know, learns how to play guitar. And then like less than a year later, she's getting awards for an EP that she put out. Like, that's (laughs) insane to me. Like, it's so cool that, that she's harnessing all of what you just said, basically. And, and despite what other people might say or what criticize, like you get the feeling there's no, nothing anyone could say that's going to stop her She might take it to heart in some way, maybe down the road or whatever, but it's not gonna stop her.
2: (laughs) No. And she's very good about asking for consent. Yeah. And I think that's the key here. That it's just like it's not only about doing what you want and like recklessly just like, yeah, I'm in self-exploration. So I have the past to do whatever I want. Because it it should we need to be able to like check in, check out, like make sure that everyone around us is ready to take the uncomfort that they're about to receive. Cause yeah. as Maya said, like the getting out of your comfort zone is very important. I do believe mm-hmm. that uncomfort is the fuel for change yet. We can't push people to change when they're not ready because that's when we hurt each other or hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so Presley has been very good at like, do I have consent to send you this? Okay, perfect. And just like, even no. in the, in the women's circles, like, are you girls like ready for this? And, Let's talk about that. And it's not as hard. You just have to check in with each other. It's
0: communication. Communication is, is hard. But I'll tell you what. It's so nice that people are starting to realize like what bothers me and what I think is okay might not be okay for you. I yeah. mean, I just went through something with where I had to be sent an image I didn't want to see. Hmm. And I told the person... Please do not send me that image. Let's figure out a different way to handle this. Because I just didn't want—I I just didn't want that. So, the problem with with seeing something that you don't want to see, that you know you don't want to see, is you can't unsee it. You can never take that back. It's not mm-hmm. like you can—you can just erase what you just saw. So yeah. I'm very selective in in the things I take in. Like I'm—I I'm, cannot stand um, like back in the early two thousands when all of the beheading videos would get shared around.
2: What is beheaded
0: for cutting? But this is when that when uh. terrorists would post videos of captives and people would share these videos. Like, and, and I was always the person to be like, do not put that anywhere. I don't ever want to see that. I don't want to, I know it exists. That's good enough. Like, yeah. I don't need to see it. I don't need to. I, Cause I,
2: I, I didn't can't. know that was a thing. I mean, like oh, it, yeah. we re- I remember receiving text messages of like, like uh, pigs getting slaughtered and stuff. And I was just like, okay, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to eat bacon anymore, but like, I can't watch this.
0: But now I'm at the point. <laughs> this is how lame I've gotten with certain types of violence. And my wife is in on this with me too. Cause we both were just like looking away. I put on that. I'm going to call it stupid. Cause it is stupid. It's fun and stupid, but that the Godzilla versus King Kong movie that just came out mm. this weekend or whatever. And I had it on and my wife and I were both just like, we kept looking away in, in, in disgust at these two fake monsters just beating the crap out of each other. Cause the violence <laughs> of it was so like intense yeah. and it's like, they're not even real, but we're still like, Oh, that they're hurting that, 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 that ape. Yeah. Poor monkey. Poor <laughs> Why lizard. Is he chained up? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but the perception that, that, um, that, what's good for me must be good for everyone else it has been smashed. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really nice to see it in practice from something as seemingly innocent as, you know, here's another person. Hey, I'm going to send you this thing to work on. And like it's really nice of her to make sure like this is what it is. Yeah. And um, if you're cool with it, then we'll move forward. If not, you've got that option. And she, she would not have felt bad if you said no.
2: No. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's an agreement, right? And yeah. and uh, that's something that is also kind of cool um, that we've. When you ask a question like do you do you want to do this people often get mad when we say no and it's like why did you ask me then like you, you, i have the right to say no mm. but at the end of the day i think that the the person who punishes the most by saying no it's not the one who receives the no but like me who says no i'm just like oh no he's going to hate me oh, i was like i'll never have an you opportunity again out about it, yeah. and he's like it's okay you can just say no it's fine like everything's okay I think the most amazing thing that I've seen during the quarantine, um, I, I worked in a in a gelato store during this, like, uh, like starting June last year, which I love it. It's this Argentinian gelato and empanada store that I love them. The owners are just like two Argentinians, like a uh, mom and dad and their Where is kids. This? Wait, is this in Charleston? Yeah, it's on King Street. <gasps> it's like right in front of uh, Louis oh. Vuitton. But they are just like this adorable family. And it's just like her and her husband. And like, oh, that
0: place. And oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Sorry. And,
2: they're, and they're, they're like, their daughter comes in and work. And sometimes their kids were like also like 12 and, and, and 10 or like 15 and 12, they come in and help also like where's the issue. It's like such a beautiful family owned business. Um, the most amazing thing that I've seen there was like, I work there alone during the day mm-hmm. and I've seen groups of people checking in with each other. Are you comfortable with the space? Do you mind if I, should I stay outside? Do you, oh, sorry, I don't have a mask. I have a big like glass in front of me. So I like, right. but that whole thing of creating the um the awareness of checking in with each other. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you mind if I stay here? It's like, hey guys, can you please give each other space? And do you mind? And they would look at each other as like different groups of customers. It's like, are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Okay, perfect. Let's move forward then. And with something as simple as getting gelato. But like that applied to different things, like in life and different aspects. It's just like we are. We got the uh, the opportunity to practice that check-in. Hey, Do you mind? Do you want this? Yes or not? Are you ready for this? Yeah. I might not be ready. Maybe I'm like, hey, I'm like when the beginning of the pandemic started, like I um, started, I was, I used to work for a beverage company Mm -hmm. um, based in California, but like I worked all over the US, Canada, kind of like South America as well. And um, when the pandemic hit, I was working in events. Uh, They decided to lay out, lay, lay out.
0: Lay off? Lay off.
2: Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Their entire marketing um, leg, like 40 people got laid off.
1: Yeah. And
2: it was, yeah, it was kind of hard, especially because like three of us were non American. Like I was working my papers through them, my other um, Israeli friend and a Canadian girl as well. We were all just like living in America. We've been like working with them for like three, four years now. And like um, we got that moment where we're just like, (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, and and I would imagine um, you don't, because you're not a citizen, any of the government aid, you're, you're left out of that. So these yes. stimulus checks that are going by, unemployment, that doesn't.
2: Unemployment didn't affect me. I, I couldn't apply for it, right. but I, I could apply for, uh, because I pay my taxes, I got the stimulus checks, okay, which were great. But the main thing for me was like, I started seeing all this. Uh, messages, like, all these uh, news saying, like, the intensive t- therapy, like, bets are, like, I don't know, they're, like, there's no space anywhere, people are dying, like, New York and everything, and my first thing was just, like, well, me, right now, I don't have papers, I'm an immigrant, like, if I end up being very sick, yeah. who, they're not gonna, they're not gonna give me, like, they're gonna have to choose between an American and me, and they're not gonna choose me, and I understand, because I'm, because they have to, this is, America, period. Um, mm. so I got very, very scared. And also because I was just like, well, I can't f- fly back home. Argentina had like the most yeah. extreme Not- just like measures of like, no one flies in, no one flies out. Like it was just like so insane. Stores closed for five months. It was like lockup. You had a you had you need a permit to walk around the street. And if you didn't have your permit, you could they could take you to jail. They could spend a night in jail. Like you had, there's a kid who got missing, went missing because like he didn't have a permit. And, and he was
0: running away because he didn't want to go to jail?
2: Oh, he had a fight with her ex-girlfriend or something and he wanted to go see his ex and he ended up going missing by the police. Like like the police didn't handle it well, so they just made him disappear. Um, yeah, it's oh. horrible. But anyway, all these things were happening and I was getting fed all this information. So I was just like, what if I get in a bad situation and my family can't see me and I can't go back? And I was just like, ah... So even like hanging out with people, I was Mm -hmm. like, I know that for people here, it might not be a big of a deal. It's like, oh, whatever. Like you might get, you're 28, like it might not affect you that much. Like let's hang out. For me, there was a moment in the time that I was just like so stressed and so scared. Um, But it was awesome that like I had people next to me like checking in and like Mm -hmm. asking me, okay. Like, do you mind this? Do you mind that? And maybe not understanding fully what I was going through. But the point is, you don't need to understand what I'm going through to respect what I'm telling you. At this point, I just need you to trust me that I'm doing my best to be in touch with my needs and with my comforts and uncomforts. And if I'm communicating you, I'm not ready. I need you to trust me and Mm. provide me that space. Yeah. That's it like I don't need you to understand.
0: Right. Well, I, I'm 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 very it's very interesting to hear this perspective of this extra level of anxiety mm. and fear that that most of us are dealing with our own version but like yeah, this is an extra layer of like okay, I'm technically not a citizen and <laughs> Uh, I don't have all of the same protections and I can't really go home. (laughs) I go
2: home, I can't come back. And like
0: my relationship with my partner
2: and like all these things. I mean, I loved the transformation that last year has given me. Mm. Um, I think that that level of anxiety and fear made me realize that I needed to change
0: it gave you a kind of focus on what's important for yourself
2: yes i um last year i had the opportunity to be a part of a li- like a little podcast uh mm-hmm. made by this um argentinian guy who's like provides holistic like space for like conversation and um he normally like brings on people who have different practices and like um spiritual practices mm. and he had off like oh he was like what do you want to talk about because like I have a master's in Reiki and like I had my masterships in like angels and Kabbalah energy and like all these things and like I had studied a lot of different practices I come from a very 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 orthodox catholic background like going to pilgrims and going on missions and knocking on doors and like have you heard about Jesus today like (laughs) all of that so and
0: you're here we're recording this on good friday
2: oh oh that is true i forgot about easter yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i grew up catholic as well so i I almost mentioned it to you when i was like i don't know if she cared she would have known yeah maybe i don't know i ate
2: meat today i've already failed (laughs) um sorry jesus no but um he asked me like what do you want to talk about and i was just thinking like should i talk about like energetic practices like what i was was, was like you know what i want to talk about emptiness and void let's talk about void my master void and uh it was so cool because i i didn't realize about the the um, voyage or like the 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 trip that i was having with void this existentialist like like thinking like constantly of like well, we come from nothing and to nothing we go. And so nothing matters. And like, why am I doing this? Why should I even care to become a better person? Or like, if I die, or like, why would I even want to be a musician or get my dreams or like go do the things that I love? If like nothing matters at the end of the day, we're just a sneeze in the universe.
0: Like, and this is all going on in the last year,
2: last year, well,
0: you're processing all of those. Those are, those are heavy 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 ones to 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 come to grips with
2: yeah they were like spiral I was just like spiraling I think that my anxiety like just parked that spiral in my brain that was just like nonstop and there was a moment that I was like okay I'm going crazy like right now and I need help yeah um but we, like it was awesome to know that like well it wasn't awesome I mean like a lot of people were going through the same thing yeah and I had had a lot of conversations with my dad who I love. And he had gone through the same like spirals of thoughts and everything. And like, I, I've found support within my, my partner, my, my, my father, my friends and everyone who was like around me. And so I, I kind of like started realizing like, oh, what am I doing right now? Okay. I am in Somerville. I am in this podcast. I'm drinking water. I'm having a conversation and right now everything's okay. Yeah. And slowly I started bringing myself back from those thoughts. I'm just like, wait, right now, focus. I'm here, I'm doing this and everything's okay. Mm -hmm. And, and then I understood the real, everyone says like, oh, you have to be present, a present moment. Yeah. But it's so intangible that it's hard to put it into words. It's way more simple than like the whole idea of presence and like spiritualism is this like big thing that you have to go get right there. And it's like, no, it's just just be here. It's just pay attention, dude. Like that's what being present is, just be here.
0: It's so easy to fall into the trap of what is going to happen. Mm. You're worried about a future that you have no. you don't even know if the future is going to be a future. Like the whole planet could just, combust in the next 20 seconds. So to get so to, to forget about being here right now, because you're worried about what's going to happen an hour from now, you're robbing yourself of what you have,
1: which is the present.
0: Yeah. It's so, it's so hard to, to remember that you have to remind yourself every day.
2: Yeah. yeah. And every second it's just like, Hey, focus, Mm -hmm. come back, come back, come back. You're, you're here.
0: My, my, uh, my watch has this feature and I never fully use it, but it, I get, it's enough to make me remember, like I have an Apple watch and it mm. does this thing every so often. It just says, breathe,
3: ah. gives me
0: a notification on my watch and it just says breathe. And I go and I look at it. And if you do, if you click on it, it'll take you through a breathing exercise, but I don't even need the exercise. I just need to, I take a deep breath and I'm like, where am I? Everything's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it brings, it kind of, it. It's a nice little reminder to just kind of snap out of whatever place I am in my head. Yeah. But it's so
2: easy to go away. Yeah. And and that was the biggest thing. I realized like, oh, there is a part of me that believed that I would find the answers by thinking about it. Mm. Like I was just like, oh, I have to have these conversations about existentialism and like void and all these things because I'll find the answers. And like I have to like dive. Like, I was just like obsessed with finding the answers about the beyond.
0: <laughs> now, now, besides the, uh, being living in the present and 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 accepting every, all the things that are awesome right now, um, how have you resolved this? Or are you still working on it?
1: Oh,
2: I res- I actually had resolved it by um, the best way out is through, mm. and I was just like
0: experience whatever it is that
3: you're. Yeah,
2: and that connects also with music mm-hmm. because um, I've always played music. Like ever since I was seven years old, like my mom was like, you're going to learn guitar now. I was like, okay, sure. I was seven. That's so awesome. I was in second <laughs> grade and I had ants in my butt. I don't know if you have that saying in
0: English, but ants in your, your pants is oh, what there you we go. would say. Because it rhymes. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, there you
0: go. <laughs> ants in your true. pants.
2: Um, <laughs> Ours don't rhyme at all. But basically I had ants all over my body, not only my pants. Yeah, you and couldn't stay still. I couldn't stay still at all. And I hated my guitar lessons. I just like, oh, why do I have to do this? And my mom was like, you're going to say thank you to me in the future. And I was like, oh. Um, <laughs> but then we had a, a choir in my family. Um that he was called the Bella Singers. And he's like Bellow Stegi is my mom's last name. So it was like everything from her cousins so as like my second aunts and uncles. And like, she has 64 cousins. Mm. So I have like a hundred and something second cousins. Oh my gosh. Yes. We are a lot of people.
0: That's amazing. And
2: like, we are 14 cousins, just just my mom. My mom had with her six siblings and they all had around like two to four kids.
0: That's a full-time job just trying to remember everyone's name.
2: <gasps> yes, Um, but so we were all this, not that many, I think we were between 20 and 40 every time we gathered together to practice for choir. Um, (laughs) but it was awesome because we had like all these different kids from like these different, like I had my grandparents and like his siblings Mm -hmm. with their kids and their kids. So we went on tour one time for like the choir and like all these things. And I loved singing in the choir. And then in school... I, again, couldn't stop moving. Um, so I was like the number one helper. I was just like in the choir of like church choir, in like making all the art for the stages and like doing, I was like captain of my scholar, like the house team, like in, in gym and stuff. So I was always just bopping around school.
0: It's oozing creativity and yeah.
2: Yeah, just like trying to do things all the time. Mm-hmm. We were only, I mean, like it was it was a Catholic school. We we're 20 to 30 per grade. Yeah. Um, dividing to 20, 30 per class, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, it was like girls and boys, two classrooms only. So girls in one class and then boys in another.
0: Were they across the hall?
2: We would cross each other in a uh, recess actually, okay. but boys always wanted to play soccer. So we like, we didn't talk cause they were just playing soccer. Um, or just like, yeah, we just like see, saw each other in like English lessons as well mm-hmm. at, in the afternoon. But, um, it was We were like not that many in my school. And it was like kind of nice because it was just like a small little (laughs) um, boutique school. But uh, I went there from second grade until I graduated high school. So it's like 11 years of my life in that building. The
0: same group of people. Same group of people. It's intense.
2: It is is intense, but also it's just like, I think I'd spend more time with these people than like even my parents Mm -hmm. at a point. Because I was like eight hours a day there every day. Mm-hmm. And then we would go on vacations together because like, oh, yeah. hey, my friend Maya invited me to Uruguay. I'm going with her. Bye. So like, <laughs> see ya, see ya. Um, but anyway, I was like very involved in all that. And that. that's when I started playing guitar again and everything. And um, But for a long time, my biggest karma or like my biggest thing was I need to prove myself. Oh. Um, I had to show that I was freaking who, perfect.
0: Who was the, who was in your mind's eye like who were the who's who were you proving yourself to was it to yourself or was there a person no, in your life my
2: mom your probably mom? my mom my dad i wanted my dad to feel proud of me and i wanted my mm. mom to see that i was a good kid so um i was just like i wanted to make my dad happy and i wanted to make my mom love me so i was just like trying very hard to prove them i was like like i graduated like in high school like like i don't know like with honors and like all the things and i was just like athleticism and like, uh, like uh, track and field. And I got my medals and everything. And I went to university and same thing. I was just like, yeah, I'm like good at everything. Look at me. I can sing too. Um, But so it wasn't fun.
0: Well, I, you know, what's funny is because I have a 20 year old, 21 year old and a 17 year old. And so as a parent and both my kids are really good. So when your kids are excelling, you're super proud of them. Mm hmm but you don't have to like give them as much attention. So I wonder if they were super proud of you regardless and you're doing all this amazing stuff and they're like, just let her go. She's so great. She's doing (laughs) all this amazing stuff. And meanwhile, you're not getting the feedback you might maybe expect or want. And you might not even know that.
2: I don't think they even knew. That that you were
0: trying to impress them? Because I was just like this little ball of like, yeah
2: everything's fine
0: that, and that's all they wanted yeah as, as a parent you want your ki- your kids to be happy and healthy and you want them to be prepared to go live a nice beautiful life
2: but also i didn't know i wasn't aware mm. while i was trying to prove myself like right, I, right 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 and this is when like last year made me open that those eyes because like when i moved to america mm. i was trying to prove myself to mr america <laughs> Oh you gosh. Know?
0: Well, last year, Mr. America. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: well, Mr. World last year. But yeah. uh no, it was a. it was I realized that I was just like running around life, um working so hard. Mm. And I, I found myself saying this out loud so many times and like to my partner and like to many different people, just like I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard. And then I was just like and my partner was one of the people who was like, I don't know. I like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying too. Like it's it's okay. You don't have you shouldn't have to be trying so hard. Um, and that's why like last year was awesome. Cause then I realized like these um spiral thoughts of everything made me stop for a second. I was just like, This is the moment, like the the world is giving me the opportunity to stop right now. I don't have a job. I don't have to go anywhere. I was working remote. I was like working before, um, like on tour constantly. I just had a storage unit and I moved around America. So like, I, I didn't stop ever. Um, so I was like, this is the opportunity for me to stop and to lay on the water and just float and do nothing. And then there I realized like, oh, what do I want to do now? And I was like, I want to play the ukulele. Okay let wow. go play the ukulele. All right. What do you want to do now? Oh, I want to paint a gigantic painting of mushrooms. Okay, let's go paint a gigantic painting of mushrooms. And like, when I let go that need of proving myself, my music um, engagement changed profoundly. Like everything actually changed
0: profoundly. Do you feel like lighter?
2: <sighs> I um, I've haven't felt, I think like when I was a kid, I asked, I was like, I used to tell myself like, I can't wait to be the, to be myself. Mm. I know that like I had built a lot of uh, defense mechanisms and like walls, like we all do trying to like go through our own situations and everything. And like, um, I could feel them. I could feel my shells and I was like, I can't wait to be myself. I can't wait to be myself. And now for the first time in my life, I'm like 28 years old, I'm like,
0: It it, it it it's audible in this EP you just put out. Yeah. I mean, you can hear just, like I said, sunlight, like happiness. Like it feels so... Now, I don't know. I know the first song is, it's what, a Dido song? The, uh, oh, thank You?
2: Thank You is the, one of the cover is the fourth song. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Is no, that- no, it's
2: okay. Um, that one, it was like um, John's idea, actually. It was like, yeah. what if you do like... Thank you. Because I played it in the ukulele in English. And I was like, what if you played it in Spanish? And I was like, yes. Let's it's do that. It's so beautiful.
0: It's, it's so-, so nice. Cause once you one because first it starts off and you're like, oh, this is really cool. And you're like, this melody sounds familiar. And then when you get to the chorus, you're because uh, I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. So uh, and I get to the chorus, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, this is such a wonderful version of this song. And then the but then the songs after well it's maybe i'm getting the the things wrong in the way i saw i've been listening to it you know what i've been listening to it from the popular ah. on spotify so thank you shows up first nice. and that's why i'm like oh it's the first song no it's not i'm a bonehead <laughs> but i yeah the, no. but the other songs on the on the the, the record are just just like equally amazing like you i would have thought if i didn't know that song i would never think like you didn't write it yeah because it just has the same energy and and beautiful delivery and all of that
2: it was such a that one was such a fun game because like i was telling john as we were um translating it i was just like this is great because this is how i used to translate my songs in english when i was like early 2000s and like internet wasn't available for everyone we only had one computer in my house mm. and like we the internet was the one that it was like yeah, hey yeah. <laughs> so like we couldn't just go and like google wasn't like what is the lyrics of this song you know you couldn't translate things so it was just like recording a song in a cassette and then from the radio and then it's like sl- Going back and forward, back and forth, writing down in English what he says. Also, second grade, third grade. So, like, I didn't know that much English. And then translating it. So, it was, like, this, like, weird process of trying to understand what your favorite artist was saying. Yeah. And uh, doing, making, translating the song was exactly like that. Because I was just, like, I have to find exact words that, like, fit in the sentence. And they also rhyme and, like...
0: Yeah, that works. It says the same thing.
2: Yeah, and it was so fun. It was like such a fun process. I didn't realize how much fun I was having translating it because I connected with that moment of me in my like when I was in like in third grade with my little pink like like uh, uh, music thing, uh-huh. uh, just like rewinding my cassettes, just trying to understand oh, yeah. what my. Artie said, you know, like pink and Nelly Furtado.
0: The amount of time in my life as a kid spent in front of a radio with another tape like recorder in front of the speaker <laughs> waiting for a song to come on uh, and then and then recording it. And oh yeah. The the amount of effort as a kid that went into being an actively um an active music fan. Yeah. Was so much, all that stuff you just described about just, to, I still can't figure out lyrics. If they're not written down, I hear something completely uh. different when people are, because I I don't know how you listen to music, but I hear the voice, the vocals as an instrument. Like it's hard for me to separate the two and sometimes to make out words. Me too. You know? So I, I'll, I'll be singing along to the melody. I'll I'll sing the guitar solo, if you give me a chance. You know.
2: I love singing the words wrong. I have a tattoo in my <laughs> in my leg actually that is like the misspelled uh, lyrics of an Argentinian song that I love very much, and it's just like uh, it's a pact for living, uh-huh. and I in Spanish, pact and duck sound very similar, so it's just like a duck for living, um, and it's like Great. exactly that. I just like love like not like Africa by Toto like. Mm-hmm.
3: I've never
2: from you. Like I, I don't even want to know the lyrics. I yeah. enjoy so much just singing nothing.
0: <laughs> but, the, but but when I hear your music, I just hear this like, like it just you know the the the, the another song on here, um, Talvez, which which yeah. translates to perhaps. I guess mm-hmm. is the closest, right?
2: Yeah, that's exactly what it translates to. I never yeah. said that. That's exactly what it is. I always said like maybe,
0: but no, it's perhaps. And well, I had to Google it because I was just like what does this mean and I'm like perhaps okay cool and and then I'm like all right so what is she talking about like I don't know but it sounds so wonderful (laughs) like the whole the music and everything together and your voice the the it's just I, I it for me it's fantastic to hear that kind of thing put together even though I have no idea what you're saying yeah. You know, and I could probably figure it out pretty quickly because it's not like Spanish is a hard, <laughs> yeah. there's lots of resources here. In, in, uh, but I
2: think that it's irrelevant. Exactly. I think that, exactly. that that's the point. And uh, it's similar to what we were talking earlier about like this existentialism and all these questions. Like the answers are irrelevant.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not about the answer. So it's not about what it means because you can, you can find the meaning in so many different, like everyone will find its own meaning. Like, as long as you're enjoying it right now, cool.
0: Well, yeah, and, and, and music has a way of attaching itself uh, to each person that experiences it to a certain um, event maybe or time in their life or yeah. feeling or... So music is such a part of, of our language as far as how do, how do you explain to somebody like, hey, this song makes me cry on command Because it brings me to a place that brings me fills me with so much joy or sadness or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's such a great great paintings do that too. Mm -hmm. Great pieces of art. You're also an artist. Yeah. And you're 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 you're, um you're fully in the, the the people business, it seems like, of of connecting with people, but maybe not necessarily through, you know, the way you're taught in school, which which is through words. You know,
2: yeah,
0: trying to trying Through to
2: projects and dreams. Oh yeah, that's the best way of connecting with people. That's fantastic.
0: So, what did your parents do when you were growing up?
2: Um. Well, my dad is the man with a thousand lives. I say, mm, um, jack of all trades. <laughs> he, by the way, I just wanted to tell you, I'm so happy to hear that you like my songs and you like DV I, and you have heard it. I really
0: it. like it. I really appreciate. I'm, I'm so to that. happy that like I was turned on to it because I was just like, oh, okay oh my, you know, uh, that, that was the, the, that was the, uh, order of events like, yeah. oh, check this out. Okay.
2: Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that very much. Um, I just wanted to say that, but yeah, my dad, um, it's kind of funny. Like my dad, uh, wanted, he was also like best in school and all the things. And he, he went to preschool for a couple years and then he didn't want to be a priest anymore. He kind of like, he loves Jesus and loves um, the, the, the teachings of him and like the Bible, but he doesn't resonate very well with the institution. Mm. Um, he had learned a couple things about like the church's choices and like celibacy and like, I don't know how they, they inherited yeah. money from the like certain things that he was just like, this is not. And he was going through certain personal things and he decided to like stop going to school and started teaching. He's a musician as well. So he started teaching guitar to my aunt who then introduced to my mom and my mom and him had me and my, 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 older sister, who's just one more year than me. Um, my mom studied, uh, to be a lawyer. She's a lawyer right now, but yeah, we, we grew up like they split apart when I was like two. Ah. So yeah, I lived with my mom until I was 14. Then I lived with my dad until I was like 19 or 18, right after high school. And then I moved with my aunt, um, who is uh craft he's just like this like craft maker when i moved with her she had 14 cats, 5 dogs and two oh hives God. two hives in the middle of the city <laughs> <laughs> so i was like what city is it? what city is this? buenos aires buenos aires yes. okay this was like right outside buenos aires though but it's like similar to here like it's like it wasn't it's like it's a, a suburban, suburban. Here. Yes, but like one house next to each other. Right. Like it looks Across like, the
0: street, you're in a different it, zip code.
2: Yeah, it yeah. looks exactly like downtown Charleston. Buenos Aires is high buildings. And then this neighborhood is just like one house next to each other. Hmm. Um, so the two hives and the 14 cats and the five dogs were not very appreciated by the rest of the neighbors. But <laughs> um, we, I loved it there. It was like this house full of like craft things. And she like needed and like built all these things. And my dad is a musician. Um, but then- He went to business school and uh, studied to become, like, he started working in the pharmaceutical industry Mm -hmm. and had become this, like, the successful man that he's, like, 35 years old, you know, like, had two daughters and we went to Uruguay and, like, to the beach and whatever. And then uh, things happened between, like, the companies that he was working for and he lost his job and he didn't have a job for a while, like, actually, like, a long time. And for a long time, he was just like, well, I have an MBA and like, I graduated with honors. Like I couldn't, can't just like go back to like working, like whatever random job, like I was the- He
0: didn't want to step backwards. Yeah. yeah. it was like,
2: I'm a general manager in like a freaking in, like lab. Like I can't just like go back to whatever. Um, it took him a while to get out of that. That was definitely like a, like a process of him for him. I was, I just moved in with him when that happened. So it was like between my 14 and like 18, 19, um, But throughout that process, he started doing theater lessons, Mm. um, which like it was recommended by a friend to help him through that process because it was like very emotionally heavy for him. And at 40, he started studying like freaking theater and like now he's like 52 and like Ben Kingsley with Oscar Isaac and the blonde girl from um, Glorious Bastard went to Argentina to film a movie and he had a part there like talking with all of them. And he was a pilot. And I was just like, here goes my dad again, like 52 years old and reinventing reinventing. himself. Yeah. And that was like a big thing for me to know that like, because I was just thinking, I grew up looking at Britney Spears and like Pink and and Nelly Furtado and all these girls who started when they were like 14, 15. And I was just like... Well, I'm already 22. Like if I hadn't made it yet, then I'm never going to make it. And, and Shakira, I love Shakira. Um,
0: Billie Eilish is the one that stands out to me right now. Oh, yeah. Young, unbelievably talented, unbelievably young, like and confident. And confident oh. and and she she just checks all the boxes. Yeah. She's cool. Uh her brother is just amazing. Like yeah. the fact that those two have each other is is fantastic. But
2: but yeah, like I have But yeah,
0: at a young age, it's like they I don't never, even know Yeah how unbelievable that is. But for, for most people, that's not really how it would play out. Especially
2: you know? like in a different country. Because like for me it's not only that like, oh, they're amazing and talented, but also they are in America where they have like all these storage units.
0: <laughs> yes. Lots of storage, Lots of units, storage units and uh, TJ Maxx's.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I was just like, like, the, like they were like in the movies for me, you know? Like you will really watch it through a screen and it was just like, wow. Um, so i always thought like, I'll never make it. And like make it wear, by the way, but still I was just yeah. like. Like, what is it? When I saw my dad reinventing himself so many different times in his life, um, I was just like, oh, it's okay. I don't have to rush because I was mm. just like, Having this, um, I was running this. uh, How do you say races against myself?
3: Yeah,
0: of like I have to
2: get a lot of pressure. Yeah,
0: especially at that age. Yeah, you know, know, you're in your late teens, and you're like, I've got to make a a choice for what I'm gonna be for the rest of my life. And kids feel this. Like in in high school, they're being told like, you need to pick a go to a school and pick a major and blah blah blah. And it's like,
3: yeah,
2: what? It's huh? so stressful, especially here that you like I was lucky enough to go to a public university, which was also the best one in South America. So it's like free and the best, like great combination. Um, so I didn't have the the heaviness of having to pay for it or like having to like, oh, I have to succeed because like my parents are, or me or whoever, I'm getting debt. Like I was just like going to school and like, if I didn't, like, if I was too stressed about an assignment, I was like, I'll do it next semester and whatever. And it took me eight years to not even graduate because I left. Yeah, (laughs) But that was awesome. Actually, that was a great thing too. I got the opportunity to come to the U.S. And I was coming and going already. I just wanted, I wanted to be a snowboard instructor when I was 21. So during the summers of Argentina, I had this student program, but it was called work and travel, which is very popular among like South hemisphere Um, All countries from the Southern Hemisphere, like from South America and like Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. So we all come in our summers and work in the winters up here in different ski resorts or like hotels and stuff. And I went to Aspen, Colorado and I lived there for four different seasons, like four seasons in a row. Um, And I became a snowboard instructor. This is amazing. Yeah. And it was so fun. I was just, I taught LeBron James's kid
0: wow yeah
2: um Bryce not little brawny. I I hung out with little brawny, but he he was too excited about doing flips and I was like dude you need to learn how to strap your boot first
0: (laughs) you gotta crawl before you can
1: walk
2: yeah no but they're adorable I mean like it was like such a weird life because like for me it was just like yeah this is happening I guess Mm -hmm. and like I didn't even realize how amazing it was to be in Aspen Colorado which is like one of the most beautiful places in the country and like now that I moved around enough, I'm like, wow, that was a different movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> a completely different movie. But that's when I met the people who offered me the job to work for this um, beverage company that I was telling you about. It's uh, Guayaki yerba Mate. And it's like this organic fair Yerva trade. Mate, yeah. yeah. It's like this beautiful organic fair trade rainforest, like, like indigenous communities. Like it mm-hmm. just involves all these beautiful um, ways of engaging between uh, different aspects of the world that... Uh, need a link in order to thrive. I don't want to say the word help because it's not like they didn't believe in helping like Mm. the land or helping whatever. They actually thought that the best way for um, like the land or like the the best way to get the produce, which is yerba mate, was actually growing it underneath the canopy of the rainforest and actually regenerating the land and working with the indigenous communities who lived already in the land instead of having to like chop off the entire thing and get all these chemicals and whatever. It actually is more um
0: And that's why, profitable. yeah, uh, that explains a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
2: just like, dude, like the, it's just, it's nonsense that we have to create all these like chemicals and things to like kill the bugs that come because there's no like trees that have spiders that actually will eat the bugs. Yeah, the, yeah, bugs the, that the natural
0: make. order of things yeah. has been disrupted and now you've got to introduce unnatural ways to... Yeah. do what nature was doing already before.
2: Yeah. Let's fix the problems that we created instead of going back to where we, uh,
0: there's <laughs> uh, what you're touching on is uh, I've been on that page lately. Just thinking about how the, the world is, um is, you know, it, it's, it's part of us. Why are we treating it? Like, yeah. like you wouldn't do that to yourself. Like you wouldn't cut off your own arm just so you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why are we doing that to the, to, to our home? And but, if we do
2: is out of lack of awareness and la- once you have it, then just like, okay, get out, move, stop doing it. If you're already aware of the fact that this is hurting you, are just like, why yeah. you keep hurting yourself?
0: Um, but then we, there because there's convenience too. There's like, uh, we have such a way, um, or oh, I shouldn't say we, I have such a way of rationalizing behavior that I know is bad for me or what, in any aspect. Yeah. It, like you said before, like I could do this assignment now, but I could just do it later. Like I feel that way. Like, well, I could order this product online, and it'll take six weeks, or I could just go on Amazon. I'll be here in in in, in a day. Yeah. And uh, you know, what's the co- What what's the actual cost of doing that? Like, if I were to pay a little bit more and wait a little bit longer, like, what's the? Doesn't does that actually? In the grand scheme of things, and the total cost of ownership of life, does that that thing that takes longer and costs a little bit more now actually? Costs a lot less, you know. what I'm saying yeah. than then doing the easy thing, which is like getting it overnighted and th- you know thrown on a plane and like 18 different people have to drive many distances to get this product, and then you open it up and it's a piece of plastic that's going to end up in a landfill and piece
2: of plastic instead of a box that is inside of another box with yeah. a lot of pop pub- bubbles made of plastic. Yes,
3: like, <laughs> you
0: know. and so all of that kind of stuff, um, it's hard. It's hard. To go and say, "Let me do the responsible thing." I don't need this thing tomorrow. We're just so used to it. And we, and the convenience, is so bad, and there's no, there's no justification that really makes a whole lot of sense, unless you're like getting some life-saving thing and you're gonna like save someone's life and you need this thing now. Yeah. But for in the most part, for the most part, I don't need like my plastic tchotchke. to be overnighted and um and and contribute to the downfall of the planet
2: and that's but that's the thing i think like you're making a good point there by observing the fact that like okay this is not necessary Mm. but there's certain that's when it gets very um and that's where my anxiety until at least like comes from because like i am relearning how to like uh feed myself better. Right. Mm. Um, I, um, not for, i like for a long time, I, I was just like very bad at eating. Like literally like I ate one meal a day. Oh my! I just like, didn't know that I wasn't eating. I was just like,
0: I know that feeling.
2: Yeah. You're just like so <laughs> caught up doing so many things. And like, then when I'm sitting in front of my f- food, I'm, I feel nauseous. Like it, I wasn't even feeling hungry. I was so hungry that I just like, felt sick. So at that point I didn't want to eat. Um, so like trying to re-educate myself in how to eat, I started working with this company, Guayaquil, which is all about organic and fair mm. trade and all these things. So on top of the anxiety of like, I have to eat right now because I haven't stopped in 12 hours. Um, it was also the guilt of like, is this sausage organic? <laughs> so it's like more guilt to my plate. And so that's, then I realized I was like, Okay. I also have to understand that it's a process. And like right now I need to re-educate how to create the habit of eating. I can then focus on what I'm eating. But right, right. now I just need to eat, period. So it's like there sometimes like, okay, yeah, we shouldn't, like, I don't know. Like we just, it's so easy for, it's for, for me at least to like put mm-hmm. weight on myself. And so like, you're doing things wrong. Cause like we can always find things that are wrong. And at the same time it's like, well, it might not, look, talking about eating, I'm yeah. hungry.
0: Um, <laughs> You've summoned, uh, I, I'm sure it won't come out on the podcast, but my stomach just went <laughs>
1: <laughs> in the middle of this
2: conversation. Yeah. are you talking cheat about me? <laughs> um,
0: like, did somebody say food?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so important to check in with ourselves and say like, okay, but it's also a process. It's okay, like I might not be choosing. Like you have the choice, like really dude? Because the moment that you're saying like, really dude, like when you, When at least at me, when I'm telling myself like you don't need to do this, I'm like shut up, like blah. blah. Like if I treat myself wrong and I feel guilty about it, I end up doing it anyways. But then if I'm just like, hey, do I really need to do this? Come on, you can do it better. I was like, yeah, you're right. Okay, sure. I don't need to eat chicken dinners again. Like, I'm at that point now where I'm like, okay, I should eat better. Like, it's, it's been a year. I now eat my three meals a day. <laughs> yes, me. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, but, like, okay, it's time now for me to stop eating chicken tenders and start eating vegetables. Cause, like, yeah.
0: Cause you're, cause <laughs> you, you, you really are what you eat. You, like, you become, you eat junky food, processed food. And, and yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's how, um, yeah, the problem is, is our bodies are so resilient. Uh, what might be damaging us would take so long that yeah. by the time we find, figure it out, you're like, it, not that it's too late, but He's it's just like, yeah. you're far into it. It's hard to change then. But, you know, you could see maybe with a dog or something, you feed them something that they shouldn't eat. And you could see the results pretty quickly. Yeah. Like They'll get sick and they'll let you know that like they shouldn't be eating that. They will they might come close to death. Yeah. And you you know, whereas if you ate something that you shouldn't eat some junk food or something like that, you might feel a little tired or something. But you can mm. feel
2: it. That's the thing. I think that's the important part that is like we don't pay attention to our bodies. Right. And that's one of the things that like Presley made me realize. I was like, just pay attention to how you feel when you do this. Oh, it yeah. feels great. Awesome. Then keep doing it.
0: You're not supposed to get tired, by the way, after you eat a meal. You're not supposed to feel like you need to take a nap. If you do, that's because you've eaten something that your body is working overtime to digest
2: yeah. and process. Yeah, you, like you're rebooting yourself. Yeah. Literally, you're over, like, calcinated your system. Mm-hmm. But um, I always, you're, you were talking about observing nature And, like, nature is so wise. Like, why do we need to, like, create all these problems when nature is already doing it, right? Mm -hmm. I've always thought it was so interesting how, how is it that if it's good for my body, I don't crave it, right? Like, how come, like, it's so hard for me to say no to chicken tenders and yes to eggplants um, when eggplants are way better for me than chicken tenders. And I'm just like there's gotta be something like the fact that it's, it takes me a big amount of um, like effort to actually eat healthier makes me realize that there's a link that I'm missing there.
0: You're on, I'm, I'm waiting for you to get there. I'm you're, like, you're so you're, you're there. I
2: don't think I'm, I don't think I'm, I hadn't gotten there yet. I'm just like, I'm trusting right now. I can tell you what it is. Tell me, please.
0: Okay. If you were to eliminate all of that junk food out of your body, and stop eating anything that's processed, anything that has added sugars, salts, oils, basically anything that comes in a package or is available at a restaurant. Uh, Sorry, restaurant people. (laughs) (laughs) But if you were to just, if if your diet consisted of all pretty much raw, plant-based, for the most part, types of food, that was the majority of your diet, you would crave it. You would be like, oh, I can't wait to have that App, like an apple would be the sweetest, most amazing tasting thing. A grape, you'd be like, "Oh my god, this thing is like pure heaven." But because right now you're eating all of this processed stuff, it's intercepting your body's mm. ability. You're 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 on food heroin, Ooh. so you're addicted to sugar and to uh, all of these other things without even realizing it. And They put it in everything,
2: so I need to tr- trust the process. It's so, gone. That the enjoyment will come
0: you have to eliminate all of the other stuff comp- almost completely mm. and then all of a sudden your taste buds change and your desires change and you 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 can hear your body talking to you about what it needs yeah. like it, i i i only i talk about this and and obviously it's not the same for everybody but this is the truth that i know for myself when i completely cut out all of that stuff years ago and i mean i still will eat nowadays, you know, I'll eat some junk food and stuff and and, and y'all know what's going on because I can feel it. I can feel the effect. I can, I can identify that, Hey, this is not supposed to be the way, like I, if I eat some bread or something like that, I know that like, it's not going to sit in my stomach very well. Mm. Like we don't process that kind of food all that efficiently, we can, but it's just not that great. Any kind of dairy stuff like that.
2: I love milk.
0: Right, people people <laughs> freak out if you, when you tell people you don't eat cheese, they look at you like you're insane.
2: Ah, uh, I I do you don't you don't eat cheese? No, nope. I admire you.
0: I, I but I, you know I I was lucky when I cut that out of my life It's because as much as I I do enjoy cheese like the taste in cheese and all that stuff, I always felt like it it ruined food that it was on because it would always be like the dominant flavor to me mm. like it would take over and and i always felt like i ah, love well, i love cheese but I, I was just like i like it by itself so more than i like it on other stuff
2: have you ever seen uh love death and robots yes do you know the yogurt uh mm. episode um the, the one that's like the, the day the yogurt took over the planet or something like that like cheese is kind of like that. <laughs> you should if you can. Okay,
0: because that, that was they were all like with shorts, right?
2: Yeah, shorts like six minutes. Sex, about, sex, drugs,
0: and rob robots. Uh
3: yeah. There was one,
0: there was one, one yeah. of my favorite episodes of that, I believe is it was that series. I'm sorry, we're going off a tangent. Was uh where they had a whole little Ecosystem, a little world in in the freezer.
2: Oh yeah, that one is really cool. That I was love my it. favorite was episode like
0: <laughs> of that one. Yeah,
2: that one <laughs> that
0: one blew my mind. Yes,
2: yes, I like the one about the the, the blue blue the artist set up set up blue. I think oh, anyone if is listening to this, they're just six minute longs or like six they're, to 12. Yeah, twelve. They're very short. They're very short and they're very cool. But like yeah, the one that the yogurt takes over the planet. Like there's also they were saying how. Wheat. What if like actually we are the like workers of wheat, just like- We're harvesting it for them. Harvesting, yeah. We're just living for them. That's why monocrop is just like everywhere. We're actually like eating, consuming it and it's like living in our bodies or brains and just like, we're just puppets of wheat. But uh, (laughs) that's how I feel about cheese. (laughs) Well,
0: the love affair that people have with cheese is real. And and I don't know what it is. You could probably make it- dial it back all the way to like birth and like the first food you eat is like milk, yeah. you know, mother's milk. And so like we have this connection to dairy, but we're all also varying forms of, you know, intolerant to it. We're not meant mm. to eat another animal's milk. It's just not normal. Yeah. Um, mo- no other animal really does that. And, and so I, I feel like, it's one of those, it's one of the foods that when you cut that out, it's the most noticeable difference in how you feel.
3: I
2: love putting myself through experiments. So I'm going to try to like see it as an experiment yeah. that I gain. Go for a week I want to see, it. I want to see what happens. I've never, oh my God, this is so weird. I've never in my entire life not had dairy for a week.
0: Yeah. You'd be, you'd be surprised because you, depending on, and you might be so tolerant of it that you don't notice a difference. Hmm. But I felt like without cutting out dairy, the energy level goes up because it just cuts down on a lot of that that gummed up in the works type of feeling yeah. that you might get. Like it, it, the inflammation that, that dairy kind of introduces, when that goes away, yeah, you feel a lot looser. Yeah. Well, talking little,
2: about Easter this week.
0: Oh, my goodness. One of the <laughs> things that I
2: loved about like the Easter time was like the 40 days before that. that Lent. You ha- Lent in English. Lent. I don't know. Or, to...
0: or, no wait. Is it Lent? Now you've got me second guessing. It's either Lent or Advent. No, Advent is is Christmas. Adiento. Lent is the season. Lent is the season before.
2: It's just like the day, the forty days yes. in the desert, right, of Jesus, and like. At and you least give up stuff. You give up stuff. There you mm. go. That's the most important thing. I loved as a kid. Like okay, these forty days, I'm not. I had like every year a challenge. And like that was one of the things that I enjoyed about like mm-hmm. Easter. I was like and then the day of Easter I was like I want to drink Coca-Cola. What again! did your family
0: What did your family eat on Friday nights during Lent?
2: Oh, um well my mom's side of the family didn't care about much, No. Much. Yeah. I think it was pizza or like spaghetti, yeah. whatever. <laughs> it was <laughs> my it school, was fish
0: or pizza pizza, yeah.
2: Yeah, my school did have like it was so Catholic like not only Friday like like this friday but every friday of the mm-hmm. the year we didn't eat meat.
3: Right. Like they wouldn't serve Wow, meat. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That makes sense. Every friday of the year because we would eat there in the cafeteria so they didn't have anything It was either pizza or spaghettis and that was it. Like
0: Yes, yeah, that's it's it's I grew up in a catholic school and yeah. and that was uh, a big thing in our house as well and that that would be yeah. It was either fish which fish sticks <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was it was either like fish or or pizza, that type of thing. Yeah. Yes. No no meat. And I was like, "Wait, isn't fish a meat?" No. It's fish. <laughs> okay. Jesus was a fisherman. You should know that. I'm yeah, like, like, "Yeah, well, like, but
1: he's
2: meat, dude." Did he
0: eat other things? I don't know what he ate. Was- <laughs>
2: Argentina is a big beef country. Yeah. Like we eat I grew up eating meat every day. Like just beef. Like mm. random whatever you know, like from hamburgers to like actual pieces of steak, and like we always had steak for like lunch or dinner, like sometimes twice a day.
0: Steak and eggs, S- steak and steak and everything.
2: Steak and everything, <laughs> honestly. Like steak and yeah. salad is like the most just like go to thing. It's like a steak and a salad or a mashed potatoes or like whatever.
0: But like, well, I would imagine though, if you're eating, it's all in how you pre- prep it. Though you're probably getting very fresh meat. Yeah. From locally. And then you're you're putting it on with, you know, vegetables and, and
2: we don't have like the that. industries to have like feedlots down there, mm. I think. I'm talking without knowing that much, but like at least like my family was like in the farm business and they had a lot of cows and like they were always just like grass fed, but not because like, oh, they're grass fed, but just because we had a lot of land. Yeah. yeah. Like Argentina has a lot of land and mm-hmm. like all the people live kind of like one quarter, one third of the country lives in like one area, like in one province. And like one quarter in like one city. So it's like the rest of the country. And it's a pretty big country. It's um, People are just like spread in not Mm -hmm. that many like areas. So a lot of cows, a lot of sheep, (laughs) a lot of
1: pigs,
2: (laughs) but a lot of meat. And uh, yeah, my favorite thing about that, actually talking about the the album again, um, some of the songs that I have in there are a little bit about like that sense of like coming back home and like feeling those like smells or, like then 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 the excitement of like this the sunshine in the morning and dancing with like the with the sun like when you wake up and like all these things and just like memories of like back home and and like the food and
0: i don't know see i'm telling you i picked up on on the feeling you're just yeah. describing and i didn't know what you were saying I didn't know that those were some of the themes that you were touching on. There's
2: one in particular that is like, um, it's called te vi entrar. And it's uh-huh. like, I saw you walk in. Um, and it's just like that, that moment I remember waiting for my mom to come into my house. Like I would hear her walking with her boots, like on the, uh, on the, uh, like on the outside, like she would like arrive. We lived in like an 11th floor. So I would hear the elevator and I already like kind of knew how long it would take. Cause it was like the, uh, the highest, uh, floor so
0: there's a certain length so was, where you're like oh mm-hmm. it's her oh it's her
2: yeah and then i would hear her boots and stuff wow. it's just like that sensation of like her coming in and like all these things and what
0: a what a wonderful memory to like thing to tap into
2: i would always just like see like hide behind the the door just waiting to like i wanted to scare her it was like my game i was just like stand behind the door i was like four or five years old and I was just like waiting for her to come in. But I got so like anxious and nervous about her coming in that I would get scared myself and never scare her. I was just like standing there <laughs> in the door. And then she would like see me and I was like, what are you doing there? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I was boo. I was like, well, I found you. I was like, yeah, I got distracted. Um and it's just like, yeah, I, I, I really like that collection of songs in that album in particular. It, um, it's a mix between them both, like my life back there and my life here. I have a couple new songs that I'm very excited about, actually, um, that have been like, I wrote in the ukulele and like, they're all about just, I think one of them is my, my newest favorite and it's called Hummingbird. Uh-huh. And I think that that's like my spirit animal. I I I am. Um, yeah,
0: they're adorable. I got a couple of them tattooed on me. There's oh, you one do. Oh,
2: right I love that.
0: Yeah, there's one there, and I think there's one back here. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's
2: adorable. I
0: nice. love hummingbirds. Yeah, I get obsessed with them when they when they when they show up. We put the hummingbird feeders like right in our front porch mm. right outside my kitchen window and we'll I'll st- my wife and i will stand there and watch as they go from like bush to bush and and, and plant to plant and then come to the feeder and whatnot they do like hummingbirds are very funny because they will do like this like um routine and you can almost just figure out like they're gonna go to that bush they're gonna go to that tree they're gonna go sit up on that limb then mm. it's gonna come down here and they just keep repeating that all day long and so do you think it's the same them. one oh yeah no you could i take pictures of them
2: but is it, Do you think is it only always the same hummingbirds? Mm-hmm. Do you name them?
0: Um, yes, yes. The name of your hummingbirds. Well, the last one was Ruby, because it was a ruby crested one, and it just kind of that was we and we differentiate, you know, how they look. And it was scrawny looking thing. And it was just, you know, every once in a while you get one that's magnificent and perfect. But it's like the scrappy little ones that are. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's near and dear to my heart. But yeah, no, no, I follow that. But but usually you'll get a couple that'll pair off and you realize they must have a nest. Yeah. And it's the only two you'll see coming on that thing. And then when another one shows up, it, at least in my house, this is how we've noticed, they will they will scare it off.
2: Oh, really? The two
0: of them will, will, will just chase it around and then you'll see an all out like hummingbird like... They're flying fast all around the area. Just wow. chase every time it would go to land somewhere. So they're protected. Yes. Wow. So then we were like, okay, they must have a nest. And they were worried about, you know, who knows? We, we make up a story in our head yeah, about course. what's going on. Like we have this whole daytime drama going on <laughs> with these hummingbirds. <laughs> but I I find them so fascinating. Probably yeah, like for a lot amazing. of the same reasons you do. It's just like this amazing, like full of energy and yeah. it's beautiful to watch. It's just it, it. It seems impossible that it exists.
2: Yeah, it's like like it's. It, I think it's the 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 common agreement that we have all come together. What a hummingbird means, like, because we see it also in ladybugs. Like, why ladybugs? Like, Everybody loves someone, a ladybug. Yeah, and like we all choose is like kind of like someone says like I love this, and then like yeah, me too, me too, me too, and then like all of a sudden this thing becomes like this icon and this like thing. Who knows? Maybe there are stories that I don't know about like indigenous communities in the past having like, um, experiences like with them. But, uh, I don't know why I, like, they, they remind me to summer. Mm-hmm. They like, I have like specific, I just remember that same feeling. I feel very connected to the present moment when I see a hummingbird. I think that's yeah. what it is. I, there's a, when, when a hummingbird appears, everything is like, stop. And it's just like... Yeah,
0: you get quiet and you still because you want, you want to watch it as long as it will be around you.
2: And it's like one specific moment where you're paying so much attention to like that moment. Mm. And that's what hummingbirds make me feel like. And I like them. They're just like... And they're not specific. <laughs> like, they're not like quite like peaceful they're just like flying so fast yeah it's just a ton
0: of energy but there's such a beauty and a grace in the way they move and it's so fast yeah but at the same time it's like you you you're just blown away Mm -hmm. but birds in general i find fascinating but that that is the one you know the one bird where you will oh like you'll stop and you'll wait for it to come back
2: and like, yeah, we have that with eagles and like with owls. Oh,
0: the, the hawks around. Oh, the owls hawks, in my backyard.
2: Mm. I I was actually very good at impersonating owls in my farm. I, mean, I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it.
0: Come on, please do it.
2: There you go. Wow. I found my way to like moving my pinky and turning this thing into like a flute type of thing, and mm-hmm. I've always felt it's one of my uh, kids' graces. You know, when you're a kid and you're like, can you bend your finger like this? <laughs> well, I used to do that, and I was like, can you actually make a flute out of your hands?
0: We used to do that. We used to, did you ever do it with the um, make a whistle with, with a, grass? a piece of grass? Yeah, <laughs>
2: yes. I love that.
0: Yes, and my 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 uh my favorite mouth and hand skill is the duck call. Oh, I yeah, want to yeah. hear that now. <laughs> 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 it's such a silly thing like the little talents cuz I have a hard time whistling normally. Like oh. I, it's so faint and weak. It's like That's about it. That's that's like but if I use my fingers
3: Oh yeah. You know,
0: it's it's all of a sudden like I Tools. can Oh, I use, it, it, it feels like a superpower in a crowd.
2: I feel like I have a superpower whistling as well to a point that I am obnoxious with my fingers. I can actually whistle with other people's hands as well, which no. is not very COVID safely right no. now. But I had like <laughs> pull that like it's like a party, <laughs> party <laughs> trick. It's like I can whistle with your hands. I realize that only girls' hands, though, because like fat man fingers are not good. And I also don't want to put my fingers in my mouth from like a...
1: Yeah. You know Newport.
0: what we're doing with our hands. Yeah. And it, I don't it usually doesn't involve washing them. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. We're scratching things. Um, but, but yeah, no. And hummingbirds are beautiful. Back <laughs> <laughs> to hummingbirds. Yeah.
2: And that song that I wrote. <laughs> yes. It's about hummingbirds. It's like the, the um, finding finally accepting my hummingbird essence. It's like, and actually like, I love the lyrics. I actually had to go through that process of like, okay, I live in America now. Do I I really want to like write in Spanish or should I switch to writing in English? Um, And one of the reasons that you had mentioned, I found that a lot of people in America really craved not knowing what the lyrics said. Like they were all very excited about like, I don't even know what you're saying. I was like, awesome. I don't need you to know what I'm saying. Or like I don't. I, it's okay. You don't have to know what I'm saying. And um, I've realized that I find myself. Ex- I express myself more authentically and more true to myself when I'm speaking. When I'm writing in English, Spanish.
0: That's such, I'm, I'm grateful that you that you do that because, as I said before, I, I am feeling. I'm hearing it and ke- getting the message conveyed through all of the other things that make it music. Yeah. And I think I'm hearing it properly. Like, I think I'm getting your vibe from it. So, so.
2: I do play that game. What do you think it says? And it's kind of cool because like some people do pick up on a couple words.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Even
2: in like, thank you, for example. Um, I remember we had a conversation with John. I was like, I want to, I want to say the word gracias. Like, yo te do Gracias. And he was like, no, that's like the word that everyone knows here. And it's like, yeah, exactly. I, I want people to feel related to it. I, I want people to know like, oh, thank you. Gracias. And if it offers a platform for people to learn Spanish, then that's even better. Like, yeah. what better way to learning a different language by, than... By singing a song. By singing a song or like engaging personally with a song or with a piece of art. So I, I am enjoying the, the 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 what it offers and like just... I'm like, this is my game that I played when I was a kid and I'm here offering it to you guys. I had translated all my songs when I was a kid and this is the game for you. Wow. I love yeah.
0: it. I love it. Okay. So uh, let's fast forward because I know we've jumped around a lot and we've talked about um, a lot of awesome stuff. <laughs> and I think at this point, people, if, if they haven't gotten a really good grip on what you're about, um, I don't know where you've been for the last <laughs> hour or so, but- what brought you here to Char- to when I say here Charleston uh what brought you to Charleston and and um and and to where you are right now with all of this amazing stuff like how did you land in Charleston because uh, it sounds like you've been all over the country but as well as you know where you're from originally I'm sure you've been other places as well
2: Yeah I've been in 32 states yeah. in the US which is, has been a blessing like I've seen a lot of the U.S. And I've seen a lot of, like, beautiful, because, like, places of the U.S., not only Mm. just, like, cities, but, like, actually staying in national parks and, like, going to festivals most of the times. And, like, Mm -hmm. because I work in the event department, I was just going from festival to festival. It was super fun. Um, It was also, it gave me... Hard work. Yeah, it was very intense at times. And because I was also trying to prove myself very much, um... I think now I am able to appreciate it way more. I think that when I was like going through it, I was like, I have to do this. I have to show them because like I was working my green card through the company. So I had to prove literally that I was better than any other American in the country. So like that's what the, like the whole like process of you having you going through that process is You have to show why no one else in the country can do the job that you are doing. So I have to prove that I was better than... 500, 400 million Americans. It's like, I'm for sure not better than 400 million Americans, but like to do what I do, like no one's better than me to be myself. Right. So, um, and my job required a lot of me being myself. So that was, I, I was very lucky. Um, but while I was doing all this work and everything, um, I was working with a, with a couple of people from my team where we we're just like living together at that time. Like we were just like in a van and like going from place to place and it was, they were just like my roommates my co-workers my best friends my my worst enemies like everything all together so um we we started a tour that we were gonna do from Texas this was insane from Colorado to Texas Louisiana North Carolina Vermont New York Vermont to California oh my gosh yes and uh all with like a track trailer and a yeah, truck on a trailer. <clears throat> and we had all these different events set up around the country. I oh, before that actually, I had gone to Miami. I was living in Ann Arbor at that time. Like I had like two months where I was actually able to rent a place. Wow.
1: Um,
2: but I was like every weekend going to a different place. And um I don't know why this happened where I was someone offered the opportunity to go and set up a like a booth for Guayaquil in the, um, in the Lyft tent that had prepared a space for um, Ultra Music Festival Okay. in Miami. So they had like those, like, you know, like Uber and Lyft have those mm-hmm. parking lots where people come in and out. Like we had a tent there and, and someone was like, do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, in like one week, like I'll be there. I don't know why I just wanted to go so bad because I ended up going on my own. I had to like go to Orlando, pick up a picket track grab all the gear, 2000 cans. I, by I had yourself? To do, by myself. So you're loading
0: 2000 cans of Yerba Mata? And
2: gear. Yeah. And like Yerba tents and, and bars and everything. Drove four hours to Miami, set everything up, work at night from like five to like midnight on my own for three days in a row. And then go back to Orlando and fly back. I just thought that it was like the most amazing idea ever. I don't know why I thought that. Um, Sounds great. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> and this when I was, is,
0: this is all the energy and 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 stuff you do when you are at your age. Yeah, uh, I mean, this was how many years ago? Three, four. Yeah, so this is like
2: 25, 24, 25. Um, but I at the, perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. And at the time, um, I had gotten to Miami, and this guy who I had met four years before in Aspen during the X Games. The, who I didn't like. Like, I didn't like that person at the time when I met him, texted me like, hey, are you in Miami? Like, uh, through Instagram, like, I'm, I'm thinking about coming, but I don't know if I should come or not, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, tour managing this band, A Little Stranger. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know if we should come or not, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, dude, like, you should totally come. I don't know why I just like replied. I was so excited about being in Miami. I was like, you should totally come. And like, we should all hang out, whatever. And then like, I was... I did never made it to their shows because like I worked until midnight. Um, so I I you I like went to meet them after the show around like one a.m. and uh, I met John. And I was just like, oh my god, that's why I was gonna fall in love with his best friend. Like it all made sense all, <laughs> of, all of a sudden. Like why did I text him? Why am I here? I was like, oh, I was supposed to make, meet meet John. That, that was the thing. And John had mentioned that he lived in, in Charleston. Um. So when the so love brought you, yeah, there. I <sighs> was, I was chasing this boy, uh, who
0: I love this story.
2: Yeah. It was awesome. We went back. I mean, like we saw each other for just one night and then the next day we went to the beach and it was just like me, Kevin and this other guy. And we just like hanged out in the beach the next day and then like peace out. We didn't even like hold hand, like nothing. It was just like, I
3: love you. Bye. Bye.
2: And like, I I went back to Ann Arbor and I kind of told him like I have one week off between like my um, like Jazz Fest in in Louisiana I think it's New Orleans and Leaf Festival in North Carolina and I'm on my way so I might like I could come through Charles and I just like mentioned it kind of like randomly (laughs) haha what do you think about that and then he texted me like please do no he texted me like hey do you want to be a part of this song like maybe you can do the outro of it I was imagining you singing in Spanish and like It's one of those, it's a song in the, um, I think it's called Techniques, Uh and it's uh, the fourth song, it's uh, Every Woman, and by the end of it, I'm actually singing there. You're the woman. Yeah, I'm the- You're the woman. (laughs) I'm now the woman. You're not every woman, you're the woman. (laughs) Yes, I've earned that spot. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was just like, he was like, you can just send it in the voice memo, like whatever, and I was like, what if I just come and record it there? And he was like, yeah, sure. I was like, okay, I'm coming for eight days. Like, I just like showed up for like an entire week.
0: I love it. Yeah. By the way, what you just described that kind of like, hey, I'm just going to come and hang out. It, the way you grew up, that was a normal occurrence. Like somebody would just show up Yeah. and you would put them up. Like that's, a, it's not a normal thing in America, but mm. I noticed with European, well, you're not European, obviously, but with Europeans, yeah. like when when I would have people that would come over and they would just show up and like, okay, you're here now. And you just put them up like that type of thing. It's just a different mentality. It doesn't exist as much here. I think it may be a little, there's a little bit more of an organized version of that with the couch surfing. I Mm. don't know if you know what couch surfers are. Yeah, I do. But there's something like that. You know what? I love that you just did that.
2: Similar. Well, I actually gave him a month in advance. Like I told him like, I'll be there. Oh, you warned him. I, I told him like, I'll be there in like two, three weeks. Is that like three or four weeks? Is that okay? And he was like, yeah, sure. Like, At that point, like, we haven't even, like, we haven't actually said to each other. I kind of actually did. I texted him when I left Miami that, um, I actually sent him a very, like, it took me a while to, like, text him that saying, like, I left, like, with a kiss that belonged to you and I was never able to give you. And, uh, yeah, and I was like, I'll leave it now in a text message, like, regardless of form, it's yours. So here's your kiss and nothing. I, I hope we can see each other again. And so I came to Charleston, both of us not knowing what to expect from each other. Cause I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to like him or not, but worst case, like if it ter- ends up being like a horrible experience, I'll go somewhere else. Like whatever. Like yeah. my company would pay for like pays for expenses when I was like on tour anyway. So I was just like, I'll find a hotel, like whatever. Um, So I ended up just like, we ended up just like, instantaneously like i love you like yeah so that's what brought me to charge. great feeling that is yeah but it was just like that same week it was just so insane how everything just like like the synchronicity of that week like there were dolphins in the water and Mm -hmm. like the weather was perfect and like i got to see them like play but not like little stranger yet i haven't seen i didn't see them play until like six months in our like seeing each other like i have never seen them play live so that was kind of cool because I was just like, I, I didn't, I, well, it wasn't that like, I saw him playing and I was just like, oh, yeah, you're so cool. I was just like, I kind of like really love you and your freckles. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. He's I
0: love cool. it. I love <laughs> this story. I, I'm, and I won't go into it now, um but you my how I met my wife is a, a lot of similarities.
1: Oh, really? A lot
0: of similarities. And we've been married 22 years now.
1: Aww. So-
0: I, I do believe when you meet that person, that magical person where you just know, like, yeah. yeah, there's something special about that. When you, if you ever, if you're lucky enough in life to find that person, yeah, you'll make it work. It, and it was it's really
2: cool. Nice. Yeah. We were both in like the same place, at least like trying to prove ourselves, uh, mm-hmm. career wise. And like, he was like, Just 100 shows per year on tour. I was like 100 shows per year also not playing, but like producing and like setting up and stuff. And it was just like the the level of intensity of our lives made us take like our relationship in a pace that was like very different than any other relationship that I've ever had in my life. It was like so unique and... I look back because there were a lot of, there was a lot of uncertainty and like a lot of like insecurities, at least like for me and like different things that had happened, like every relationship. But at the same, at the same time, like I look back and and I'm like, oh, I know, I understand. Yeah. It makes sense. That's why mm-hmm. like I, we were both like going through all these changes and everything. And like last year, I remember like both of us saying like, if we go, if we both go through this together, 2020, like we're going to be together forever. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is it. Do you think um, it made
0: it made you closer in oh, 2020 all of this?
2: We saw ourselves in our worst, like yeah. absolutely and not only saw but like held each other in our worst and like mm-hmm. the amount of patience that it required from like to, towards ourselves and towards each other and like this whole thing of like I you, I don't need to understand what you're going through to just be there for you mm-hmm. and uh and I I he's a the biggest support system that I have in my life. And like, I, I, like I admire him. I had learned so much from him, not only in like music, but also like his relationship with his family and with his friends, his relationship with his passion and with his like, with his dreams. And like how he, I, I love looking at him, like walk through life. I love like seeing how he sees the world because he's so different than me. Like he's so earthly, you know, he's such yeah. an earth person and I'm a very water water person so like i look at him and i'm just like huh i would have never done that but i th- but it's so beautiful like the way that you just did it it's like so graceful too and i and i love i love him so much um but that song the the last song in my album called sana mm. i don't know if you heard it it's like a little bit different than the rest it's more like a like a mantra kind of like meditational
0: um is that the one with the with the recording of a, a kid
2: no that's, no, that's my niece, by the way. That's your niece, okay. Yeah, it was so adorable. I asked my my sister, like, send me some, like, things. It's like, she's in, she, my sister lives in Patagonia with, with my niece, and, like, they send me the voice memos. But now, I've seen my niece only twice in my life. Yeah. So, it's it's very, and she's, like, three or four, three, three years old now. So, it's kind of cool that we share a song together. Like, we can it's always wonderful. say like, oh, we have a song together. Um, but no. The song is more of, like, a... This uh, one is the one that is just, like... It's just a cappella, and it has, like, harmony. Okay, it's,
0: yes. Yeah.
2: yeah, and it has the elements in it. You can hear the water, the wind.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a meditational song. Like, I, I sing that when I'm doing Reiki, and I sing that when I'm, like, doing meditations. And sana means healing. So it's, it's a healing song. And um, so we had a, last year, actually, February last year, we broke up for, like, less than a month, but we broke up. He went on tour in the Midwest, and they northeast I went to Aspen Colorado to go pick up a van who happened to be broken so I ended up staying there to like for like another month as well and when we came back together we we're just like okay like we've been already broken up for a while it was like miserable um we like he, we talked and he was just like I still want to record I, I still think we should record your album like I th- still think that we should make this happen and I was like okay cool yeah let's let's record the album together. Like, even though we're not together anymore, like, let's try to do it. And I don't know why the song that we, like, I don't know why I chose Sana to like be the first song because it's the least song of all the songs that I have. It's just a mantra that repeats itself. But it was amazing because like, while we were recording it, it was, it's such a powerful healing song that it like kind of healed our relationship in a way. And like, I remember just like, finishing or like while we were recording every layer of like the harmonies and everything and like everything that we were doing, we just like laid in bed and like with our eyes closed, like next to each other, like not touching each other because we weren't together. We were just like, just like hearing the music and just like that moment, I was just like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And that's when, oh. yeah. And that's exactly when I was still working for Goyaki and, and he had mentioned, he was just like... um. I want to let you know that even though I know you're getting your papers and everything with your company, I just want to let you know that if anything happens, I'm ready to step up and like, I want to be with you and I want you to stay here. And a week later I got laid off. <laughs> so I was like, remember last week when you told me this? <laughs> remember that time?
0: <laughs> like last week when you said you'd step up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> here's no. a ladder. Yeah.
2: No, he, <laughs> Let me was, help you. he was so supportive about all that. Like when I when I, I got the call and I was like, I didn't ah. see it coming at all, at all, because the company was saying, like, no, well, Patagonia is paying their employees and all these things and blah blah blah.
0: You know what's sad is, I bet you if they waited like an extra month, they would have, it would not have been a problem. No. They all the, they, did they go under? They had
2: an issue. Like they had like, oh. an, I don't know it was what more happened. more than just
0: the pandemic.
2: They needed any, like a lot of, imbe- I don't know. I, I don't know if I can talk about it, but I it was just like a, like. It
0: just didn't work out.
2: It didn't work out. Mm. They were just like, it's too hard. Like they needed money like mm. right away and they couldn't hold, or like not money. They just like needed to support their supply chain, for example, and like those things and um, I, I it understand more than, It was
0: more than just paycheck. It was everything.
2: Everything, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was just like, well, whatever. I just like got, I, I didn't see it coming at all because two days before we're talking about like, okay, you guys can like help distribution and like you can help all these things, even though I was working on graphic design actually. And I was doing a lot of like um like brand guides and we were like a lot of other things that had nothing to do with like events. So I was like, oh, I'm good. I'll just like hop into like all the, the graphic world and like the The digital stuff, you know. Um, But when that happened, I just like called John crying and he was just like, it's okay. Remember last week we talked about this. And I was just like that, the synchronicity of everything. And this album in particular, like the title of the album is called Arreando Moscas, Mm -hmm. which means Herding Flies.
0: Herding fla- herding, like, yeah. like like gathering. Not, yeah, like, not like, like not like smacking them.
2: <laughs> oh no, no, herding. like you, herding, you know when, it, when you're like cows. Hurting. No, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, herding.
1: Uh
2: like when you grab cows and you kind of like mm. kindly like push them into another mm-hmm. like place. Um, and it's just that like I think for me, uh with the my uncomfortable moments in my life, I get so like I wanna see the result right now and I wanna understand it right now. Mm-hmm that the, the the first thing that you do is just like smack it but like you I don't know sometimes you just want to hurt to fly outside instead of killing it oh. you know it's just like go outside go play your game like it's okay do and you
0: just- <laughs> let me ask you a totally <laughs> uh, related but unrelated question because <laughs> I, I don't know what what uh, what the roaches in in uh, where you're you're I don't know if there's anything like palmetto bugs
2: oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Anywhere else?
2: Cucaracha. My dog's but, called Kuka from Roach.
0: But the, you know, like I grew up in New York, and a, a, a cockroach is like no bigger than the size of your pinky nail. Here, you could put a leash on them. Yeah. You know, they grow beards. You know, <laughs> like yeah. they've got personalities. They fly. They open up breweries. I don't know. Yeah, they they can they jump fly. very long distances and fly. And Ugh. but but I feel I, I have a hard time like killing them because they're so big.
2: Yeah. It's like killing a dog.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, it, it feels like that thing's got a personality. I don't know if I could smash it. Uh, yeah, but I will I will put a cup over it and mm-hmm. like a piece of paper and take it outside and throw it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, Roaches yeah. are weird, though, because like I get so illogically scared by them. Yeah, they, 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 don't, no hurt they don't hurt you. They They're don't hurt you. They're just ugly. <laughs> They're just ugly. Yeah. I mean, the German yeah. ones are disgusting. I know that they're like around poop and stuff and that they're yeah. like not good, but like the big ones. Mm, they're they're are, harmless. They're harmless. Like, why are we so scared of them?
0: Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, but we'll see a hummingbird, which is not much bigger. Yeah. Like, that thing's amazing. It's <laughs> <That is> true. <laughs> just <laughs> but that, that thing, that brown thing that looks like a crawling turd. No, kill it. <laughs> End it now.
2: Get it away from me.
0: But yeah, no, no, I, I don't know why I just got like, like yeah. the idea of smashing it, uh, um, a fly, even as I get older, I, it becomes harder. It's it harder. becomes harder. Yeah, like you, you know that that instant reaction of of smashing and ending something's life just because you're like weirded out. Like, why are you in my space? Yeah, die, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: exactly. It's like uh, my own flies. I feel like mm. we all have like our our like little bugs that are around our brains. You know, and it's yeah. just, like it's about hurt, like dancing with them, not about just smacking them.
0: Yeah, trying to trying to. Uh, Be empathetic and compassionate. Yeah. Uh, Everything. Well, that goes back to to everything we were saying about just the world in general.
2: Yeah. Except like one, I think that it has to do with that. Just like there's a moment, at least in my life, where I had to make the agreement with the universe that I would Mm. stop demanding answers from it. And say like, you know what? I'm just going to trust you. I'm just going to trust that, like, if I am here right now and I am here and I'm fine and everything's good, I'm healthy. I mean, like, I know there are a lot of, like, these unfortunate things that happen throughout our lives and events happen and we lose people, we lose stuff, we lose, I don't know, there's a lot of loss in life. Um, And at the same time, we, there's a lot of, uh, like, we're, we're first of all, given. Mm. Like, to lose, you have to be given as well. So I just decided to make a, a pact with with the universe and it's like I'll trust you I'll be here I'll just like stop trying to get answers from you and just like let myself float in the ocean and if I see and if I see land I'll uh, if I want to swim to it I'll swim to it and if not I'll keep floating until something shows up again and and I'll know'll I'll just like pay attention from here now and I, I'll know what to do when the time comes um
0: has there been anything in your life that has become kind of I'm not gonna call it an anchor, maybe more like a rock, but something something that has solidified where where you would have a harder time. And I, I, the obvious answer would be your husband, but I mean like, um, maybe it is music or something like that. Is there a part of your life now that's become a lot more like I can't? I don't know if I would want to give this up or float away uh, from
2: it. Yes, I've actually started working in Woodlands Nature Reserve. Mm. Which I've I have do not know if you've heard of it. No. It's a reserve that is uh, in like past West Ashley, like in front of Magnolia Presentation. It's the where they had like full and Into the Woods and Yes, yeah,
0: okay. I've been there. I yeah. actually saw a little stranger there.
2: Oh yeah. I have pictures
0: I took of that, that oh, cool. festival with uh, was it was it Andy Frasco was part of that too? I don't
2: remember. It was
0: a, there was it was like a two day yeah festival
2: into the woods was two days i think skinful was one they both played they
0: they were like a week apart from each other yeah and i i live pretty much right across the ashley river Ah. from that so on a good night i can hear from my house like distant like music like you can't really make it out but you could tell like oh that's that's drums or something like that like you could you could kind of faintly hear it yeah but uh yeah that 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 uh that whole thing. So I didn't okay, so it's you were magical in that land. For that land. Yeah,
2: which was like very amazing because like I feel like all of my all of the roads of my life that I've been through kind of like had like had a joint, forked into woodlands right now mm. like the most stupid and little detail to like the biggest and broader picture like I've been working in I, before I worked for Guayaquil I worked also for Red Bull in Argentina for a couple of years as well so I have been like in marketing and events and like um like just offering nurturing <laughs> functional I guess Red Bull was more functional than nurturing Um, like beverages and like just, uh, I don't know, offering a space where people can actually um, express themselves because that was big in Red Bull. And it was like also when we started working for Guayaki, it was similar um, community building, the idea of um, having a space where we can actually like observe nature and be a part of nature and be regenerative. So it's like a 6,000 acres land that has like, I don't know if like, Two, three or four hundred acres that has they have like separated and allocated for events and ecotourism. So you can go out there and like do different tours and all these things and blah, blah, blah. And a year ago, when I stopped working for Guaya um we got married and we went on a honeymoon out there with John. And we invited Kevin and a couple friends. Uh, you know Jared from MoldyBrain? DJ um, MoldyBrain. I might. He's the best. If you can. If you ever have the chance to have a conversation with him, just... Listen to his voice because he's the most soothing human being in the world. Like He's just like this magical being. So Jared and his girl came into our honeymoon and we had like a little mushroom hike. And uh, oh! we were just like walking around like the land and everything. And I was just so fascinated by the land. And I had talked with the owner about like different things that like snakes and like bugs and these things and trees and stuff. And I was just like talking about it. And our joke was like, oh, I work here. Yeah, I know all these things. Like, so over here in this trail, like I have this thing. Is that... And I've always wanted to work there. And like, um, just because I, I really believed in the power of like regenerative community service, you know, like the idea yeah. of having a space where you're in touch with the nature and one another and expressing music or, or art or whatever. And, um, the fact that we had this space so close, cause like 25 minutes from downtown, like it's yeah. so close. You can mm-hmm. go camp, you can go paddleboard. And they actually care about like nature. They don't just throw chemicals on like the ant heels, or fire ant heels, They just actually like, take care of it in a way that is sustainable. And like they take care of each other as well. And I, uh, as soon as I, the the, the uh, like the second I got my green card, I got a picture. <laughs> like John told me it arrived. Um, the I was in Woodlands helping out with like one event, and like they were just like, "Okay, you're working here now." I was just like, "Hell yeah!" It's wow. like manifestation, like. Like, instant manifestation of dreams, like right away. And, like, I, everything, I studied industrial design. So, like, all everything that has to do with decoration and setting up and building like spaces and everything, I'm in love with. I had built a lot of stages for Gwaki. And then we had like this, I'm managing concessions there now, and it's an empty container that I have to like deck out and build and like do all these things and also like bring on like all these like nutritious, like new like snacks and things that I want to sell in concessions. Plus like sometimes help with the like events, like whatever, like I go play music there as well and I get to go camping and it's just like everything right now that I've always wanted in my life, like from nurturing to like projects that I want to see grow to the people that I'm working with and everything. I'm just like, I was so scared of settling anywhere because I've been on the go my entire life. Just like, if it wasn't here, even in Buenos Aires, I was like moving from my mom's house to my dad's, to my aunt's, to my cousins, to my like, I was always just moving between houses to Aspen to like, and then all of a sudden I stopped running away from myself. And I realized that there was another infinite because I always thought like, how can I choose a place when the world is so big and there's an infinite places that I can find. But also... There's, there's some infinite numbers of, there's an infinite amount of numbers, right? From zero to infinite, but there's also an infinite, infinite between zero and one. Mm -hmm. So I can choose a space and go to the infinite as well. Like go to like as deep as I want. Yeah. You can,
0: you you can, you know, even something as simple as, as, um, your own home, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, you can,
0: you can, you can undergo slight little changes and then it never will feel like stagnant yeah. if you keep it going and that's that's a metaphor for your life and like i love that you've come to this conclusion at such a young age like yes and we're so it's lucky so nice. to have you here <laughs> as part of the community here part of the creative community and part of nature yeah.
2: <laughs> i mean like i feel that the reason why uh, i'm bringing up woodlands is not only the job itself but what it represents. I think that the idea of being able to put my talents into service and sometimes that service means like, oh, I'm playing music and maybe yeah. I I wake a certain emotion on someone or maybe my service means hosting an event or even just like opening a door to a kid that has popcorn in his hands, like whatever, you know, like sometimes putting yourself into service for the community, it can shape itself into different ways. Mm. But at the end of the day is being connected to that moment and like being actually able to enjoy the fact that you are a part of a community and that you are a part of something bigger and beautiful. And I enjoy, I think that's my favorite thing about Charleston is that the community here, it's so beautiful. When I see little stranger, little bird, Presley from Baby Yaga, Babe Club, uh, Maya Gold, just like oh. Looser Crease and like Abstract Dot Rapper, like all these like super cool human beings who just want to gather and ha- like, they just like, they just want to have fun with each other and enjoy being humans. And they are so connected to their senses. And it's just like, how can we turn this into a game, you know? And like, I can see the sparkles in their eyes and like, just enjoying what they do and giving each other space to do so because they're all just like, like, oh, hell yeah, you come like singing my song. And why don't you come to my concert? And like, blah, blah, blah. Now I see it in girls. And that's why I'm so excited about FemFest
1: because
2: I think that that's the biggest thing that I learned from men. Men take Mm -hmm. playing so seriously. Yeah. And like, I think that me as a woman, I sometimes find myself like caught up on so many things that I like, we like organizing, and at least me, I like like having knowing that like I'm going here, there. I want to make sure that things are like blah 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 blah. But and I forget that like the reason why I'm doing this is because I want to have fun. And when the when the main reason is fun and like enjoy joy, then everything else is, else is irrelevant. Like it doesn't matter if I'm better than these or less, better than that. Or if I'm doing, if I, if I hit a note, right. Like maybe I messed up the lyrics, like whatever. That was not the intention. My intention mm-hmm. wasn't to be perfect. My intention was to enjoy. Oh yeah. Period.
0: I love, I, you just made my heart like <laughs> just, oh, so warm and, and happy. Just all of everything you just said. Like, I don't even know how to even, I, there's nothing I even need mm. to add on that. That's wonderful. I love so Charles exciting. Steve. I just, but I love the perspective that you brought to it and you just, you verbalized so much of what I have been talking about. And I love when I try to find out why people settle here because I've settled here. And I'm like, man, there are so many people that, that, have, that are similar to you as far as they've been all in all over the world.
1: Hmm.
0: And they end up here. And I'm like, why? Like, not, not that I'm confused as to why, but like, I want to know why. Like, hmm. and, and your why is, is amazing like yeah. that's just it's wonderful it's beautiful i'm so glad that this time in your life of you coming to these realizations of wh- what where you are right now happened to be here and happened to be with the people that that m- make this area so wonderful yeah like you're surrounded by so many wonderful people you found the the the, the right group of people and uh, for you and it's just amazing We're i had so no grateful. idea that the that how much stuff was going on in the woodlands? I just oh didn't yeah, know. I know there was an event very, there like a couple of weeks ago, that like a, a, a cam jam. Yeah, yeah, I've been there, and I was I was gonna go, and uh, some family stuff came up, and I was like, I can't commit to that right now, yeah, and and, and whatnot. But yeah, I'm, I keep an eye on what's going on there keep with that eye. stuff.
1: They're
2: doing like a blue, I don't know if they're going bluegrass. I can't mm. remember the name. Like in May, there's gonna be a big one, like Festi, I think it's called. Um, they have like every weekend, something like I'm playing there tomorrow, for example, we're just going to go you? with like my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and, uh, John's nieces. And we're just going to go camp. I'm playing with my friend, Johnny Holiday. And, um. Now,
0: is this an event or are you just going to hang out?
2: Every weekend they have something like I either no movie idea. night or like, or, uh, Illumi- illuminated it. series that was like concerts outside as well. Like they always try to have something happening for campers mainly. Yeah. But if you want to go and just hang out there, like you can also just go for the night. I mean, like, I love the fact that you can just, you're camping and then all of a sudden you find someone singing in the middle of the forest and like, it's, it's very
0: beautiful. You, you, you brought up, uh, one of the things you did with, with your husband is you went on a mushroom walk. Yeah. So earlier in this discussion, you were talking about how you, you know, k- kind of finding peace with that existential dread.
2: Oh, mushrooms had a lot to mushrooms, do with
0: that. <laughs> mushrooms, w- and my wife has never done Mushrooms. And so when I explain tell her that, like, what I'm about to tell you is, like, my existential crisis moment that came when I was, like, maybe early 20s and my comfort with life and death and just existence in general, like, came through a mushroom trip. Mm. It came, like, this understanding and not even so much, like, oh, here's the answer. It's more of, like, I'm at peace with this. Yep. Came... From from that from doing mushrooms and being in the right place at the right time with the right people and just feeling like hey this this is all going to be okay like it it it's good you know like yeah. life is good and 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 um you you really become comfortable with the idea of death becomes less scary when you realize it's just part of life yeah and and, and like things die all the time it doesn't mean they're gone. Yeah no. You know so you you just kind of start to to experience the world as an energy as, uh, instead of like uh, inanimate objects and then and then you start respecting the stuff around you <laughs> whether it be this microphone or an apple or a plant outside yeah. you, if, when you start treating things with that kind of um thing that we're all the same stuff we're all made of the same things it gives you a perspective
2: that is hard to gain by your own like yeah I think mm. you can you can achieve the same I think like mushrooms are kind of like a shortcut into that and yeah it's like of, a jump start yeah <laughs> yeah but at the same time there are you can also get towards get to that point without the need yeah. of psychedelics I know I understand why a lot of people don't feel comfortable sometimes it's a little bit of like an aggressive energy to receive all of at once
1: mm.
2: I've never had like a like a trip trip from mushrooms. I've, I had like an acid trip that like made me, I think it's parked my existentialism. I realized nothing, like I I felt nothingness, but it was scary. I was just like, Oh my God, like what's going on. And then from there on, I just like, I felt, I felt scared until now, like last year when I actually was like, you know what, I'm just going to give in. I think like I started, I started like doing more mushroom last year and, um, in like small amounts, you know? Like I've never had like a trick. Yeah, microdosing. Yeah. And I think that what mushrooms have done to me is it made me connect with whatever I was feeling at the moment. It mm. in- in- intensified it. So I was like happy. I was super happy. If I was like sad, I was super sad. If I was like mm. anxious, I was super anxious. And it's like, it just intensified whatever emotions I was feeling. Let you feel. Let me feel. Like, yeah, yeah. it just like... It took, takes the veil off of like that We, I want to control my own emotions because I'm scared of them. Like, what if I explode of like happiness? And it's just like, well, when you see it with your happiness, you realize that it's just there. And it's just like, yeah.
0: But you get those moments. Mm-hmm. You get those moments in life. And, and, and I think what you just t- touched upon it as far as we're so, we become, especially the older we get, we become experts at suppressing
1: mm-hmm.
0: any extreme emotion. Yeah. <laughs> but there are times... And, and this is a great place to live as far as being in the Charleston, whole this whole part of the country, this whole, the low country, as, as we like to call it down here. Um, there are times when you'll be driving down a beautiful road, you'd be going up 61 or you go over or one of the overpasses or bridges um, going over to James Island or John's Island and you get that overwhelming feeling. Like you, you see the beauty, the light yeah. might be hitting things right. And, and just the world just kind of shows itself to you in the perfect light. And, and you get that feeling that, oh, this is all good. You yeah. know, you get, you get tinges of that feeling if you let it in. You know, and that's another, without mushrooms. <laughs> yeah.
2: Another moment, me and and, and John always talk about these. that is hilarious. Cause like he called it the ting- tingly, tingly tingles the tingles the
0: tingles yes the hair stands up on the back of your yeah. neck i called
2: it the soul caress in spanish mm. like caricia del alma
0: oh well, i like that yes. wait, wait wait say that
2: again caricia del alma and it's just like soul caress and it actually comes from when it always comes like it has someone explaining something it's always someone who's older like, I don't know why. I, have We you like ever, to
0: mansplain us old people.
2: Yeah, but no, like older, <laughs> I mean, like like a, like a 70 or 80 years old. Like, you mm. know, when like someone's on the phone, is like, okay, so you need to take this route or like, and you know, have you ever heard someone explaining something to you with so much like cuteness or like, like love that you're just like, just keep talking. Just keep talking. Those moments too are like the ones that I'm just like, oh, huh, it's like that fuzzy moment. Like the tingle, it tingles.
0: Yeah. there, There's, I don't know if it's a human nature where we like to impart something we've learned and experienced on other people. Yeah. And, and there's a weird, I, I I joked and I said, you know, it's mansplaining. Mansplaining is different, obviously. <laughs> it's, different. it's not the same. But, but it's,
2: it's not even like explaining something important. It could be just like, mm-hmm. do you know where this like street
3: is like, oh, yes, dear, come here. And they take the time it's to right. give you the, yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, you're just like, ah, oh, keep talking.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I love that. The, that's a, a can, wonderful thing to, to pick up on.
2: But mushrooms are a magical medicine from earth.
0: Yeah. They're not for everybody, I imagine.
2: Yeah. I mean, like I, for example, I've never, I know that there are like tobacco ceremonies. Like there's um, one specific one in Brazil, um, in the Amazons, so that they use uh, tobacco ashes. Mm to set the intentions before different ceremonies or like before ayahuasca or before mushrooms on San Pedro, like different cactuses, whatever. You start by having um, um, tobacco like ceremony, which is like it sets the intention. And tobacco is a masculine energy uh, plant and it's supposed to be released. You're not not supposed to take it because like masculinity is about giving, not receiving. Mm. So that's why they say that when you're smoking and you're actually like, bringing it into your lungs, it really hurts you, not only because it like cancer and all the bad things, but it's also tobacco, it's supposed to be whoosh, like released.
0: Like a cigar is more the mm-hmm. the, the right way a to cigar, experience tobacco.
2: Or like the pipe, like when the, the communities, like indigenous communities use it, it's more about like the moment when they release the smoke, not not inh- inhaling it, but like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. they do like uh-huh. the, the release and the way they do it. And this one in particular is with tobacco ashes and they're blown into your nose. What? And yeah it's it's very aggressive well i've I've received it a couple of times and it's just like a it's the cleanses your sinuses like crazy like it's really? insane it's just like <laughs> just like you blow your nose afterwards and like everything comes out but for me it's so aggressive that like every time I'd had happy I'd thrown up like right away like right away I,
0: I could understand why it yeah, doesn't no. sound like
2: <laughs> no but a lot of people it's great for sinuses yeah. for example you know when you take your cayenne pepper shot. (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's for the immune system like you can take it and it's okay Mm. I actually just had a session pepper shot the other day and I thought I was dying I was like with with two (laughs) like friends in a freaking uh, siaobao biscuit and we were like having dinner and my friend had worked there and they used to put it in the beer so I was like oh let's get that beer with the that actually sounds great (laughs) yeah session pepper is like kind of like numbs your mouth it's kind of like echinacea in a way yeah but this time they brought a shot and the beer and I thought that it was a shot of whiskey. I didn't know because the last time I saw it, it was in <laughs> the beer. So I didn't know that that was the Session Pepper shot. And I we sh- I shot it and I looked at them and it was so hilarious because like the guy, had, like uh, Snell, who I had next to me and then Johnny Holiday, who I'm playing with tomorrow, he's also part of the Wildflowers, was in front of me. Johnny has his like, like tough men, like motorcycles, like Personality, and then Snell is like he's so cool and so adorable, and like I love him. He's like my little teddy bear friend. Like I love him, and he was just like holding. So Snell was holding my hand. And I was just like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. I thought I was having an allergic reaction, and then like so Snell was holding my hand and being this like beautiful support system of like you're good, are you okay? And then Johnny was like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> so I had like mom and dad just like holding me, it was like. Okay. After like three minutes, I was like, okay, I can breathe again. Wow. It was yeah, just that's like scary. so intense, so intense. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't, I had a, I had a life death, like experience
0: with pepper. Uh, yeah, yeah. That is, that is, uh, wow. Yeah. yeah I'm, I, I, I'm, there's a tolerance when you get to a point where you're like, oh yeah, I can take this. I can take this. And then, there, then you're like, oh no, I made a oh, big no, mistake yeah. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be lots of regret.
3: Here.
2: And with psychedelics. It's very, it's, I feel like more often not, you're just like, oh, too much. Yep. Okay,
0: I think I found. I see. I don't do a lot. I don't do much of any of the like psychedelics anymore because hmm. something happens when you get to a certain age. Where I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, just me. I shouldn't say something happens to everyone. Something happened to me uh, where you just you know you you kind of like yeah. okay I've done that I've I've experienced it I went through a phase where I did a lot of it during <laughs> a certain point in my life and then you just kind of like you know you you. I wouldn't say move past it. You just move along. Yeah, and then every once in a while, you're like, hmm. It'd be you nice find to other do that. medicine.
2: Yeah, you I think just that's the thing. You yeah. try. You
0: find tr- yoga or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I truly, I do believe that like every substance is medicine. Mm. Like even alcohol. Like sometimes I'm, I come back like super cranky and I had a very hard day and I'm just like, I'm gonna take a shot of freaking fernet and yeah. it is my medicine like it's my it help like it helps me feel better in a certain way you know it's
0: nice to walk away once in a
1: while
2: yeah and like mm. and or say like i have the choice to not have to feel the way that i'm feeling right now yeah because when you're like like just complaining about things i think that that's part of like human nature but not necessarily nature itself like you don't see nature complaining about like waves or bees or whatever and then when i'm like overly complaining about certain things or whatever i'm just like this is i shouldn't like this is just chemicals in my brain and i just take this magical little thing and
0: and get an attitude gone. adjustment
2: yeah yeah so it's like we have we, i think that's the beauty of being humans we get the opportunity to choose right. the state well that's the thing mind. i like
0: that's the thing i liked about mushrooms yeah because i felt it. it's the one um drug that's you know when you think about all of those types of psychedelics which can you know have a very in in, uh very impactful uh change to your whole point of view during the time when you're on them and sometimes afterwards um but with mushrooms i always felt like dial it back in your head Mm -hmm. like it was like a skill like once you figured out whereas with maybe acid or mescaline or something like that, like I felt like the chemicals were too powerful. Like Mm. you could not steer the ship. I didn't
2: like acid. I never liked acid. I like three, I took it three times. Only one of those three times I actually chose to take it. The first Mm. two, like someone was like, I'm like, this is consciousness rape. fucked up. Yeah, it's so bad. Like you can't just do that. The first one were my friends, so it was okay. The second one was- (laughs) The first um,
0: time- it was funny. That it was kind of funny. It wasn't yeah. that
2: bad too, because it wasn't that like strong, so it was okay. Mm. But the second time was like my boss at that time. I was working as a bartender in an event, and he thought it was like funny. I don't know why. He was like young, and he was like open your mouth. I was like I'm in the middle of my shift, dude. Like what are you doing? And it was weird. I've like it was just weird. Never mind.
0: Yeah, consent. That, that is <laughs> that, well, yeah. Dosing people is 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 just wrong, always. It's yeah. always wrong. It's always Even wrong. when you think it's funny or or you think the person will get it, no. Yeah, if it's you're never, listening to this, please don't do yeah. that. don't dose somebody. Because no. you don't know. You, you know, they might have something important to do. I got,
2: But I got so <laughs> mad. Maybe they're not ready, as you say. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you're not ready to receive that information, you know? Like, you're mm-hmm. actually... I think that's what it does. Like, psychedelics in general, like, all sorts of different medicine, they just alter the way that we receive information, right? Yeah. Like, it's just like it switches our software in a way that we perceive and process information a different way so it's like it opens like gateways or whatever where in mushrooms at least like you can actually like do perceive death in a way that is different and you I had a moment on mushrooms that I was like on my own and I started painting and that was a moment when I realized like oh what do I want to do now like I don't have to do nothing I'm just gonna sit here and wait until something that I like something comes up and I'm like, oh, I wanna do this right now. And I started painting this like beautiful painting of like it's gigantic of mushrooms, and now I can't frame it because it's too big. <laughs> 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 too big. I love it. But um, but that's what it actually does. It's just yeah. like makes you process the info your information in a different way. And it gives you the opportunity to like perceive, like, yeah, unfold all that information differently. So sometimes you're not ready for that. Sometimes like as you say like it's it's not up to me to say when you are ready or not right. to receive certain information and i think with everything that is happening right now in the world with like all this like the gap that we have between people and like the way that we are perceiving each other and just like i am not from here so like the whole like democrat and like republican fight that like i like oh yeah like like things are happening right now i I don't see I don't see them the same way that I think someone right. who's from here do. Um but at the same time it's just like it's so hard to look at each other and say like okay, this is your process. This is a process that yeah. you are going through in your time life to get to whatever you have to, wherever you're going and there's no trust in each other processes. I come from a very, very conservative background and like, yeah, super religious and like very, mm-hmm. very close, close minded, like like racist and like very bad. And I didn't even realize that I was being a racist when I was a kid or homophobic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like my school encourages us, encouraged us to go to the marches against equalitarian marriage, you know, and like we were just like marching as like 17 years old against like um, LGBTQ plus rights. Oh, yeah. And, and like, you don't know when and you're And I didn't kid. even know, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until I like, started traveling or I went to uni- public university and I started like, oh, wait, why do I think this? Oh, okay, no. Like, I held on to certain thoughts because I thought that that was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And when I got the opportunity to perceive like, oh, this is not funny or this is not, I shouldn't say this or I shouldn't say that, this is making you feel like, why? Because this is making you feel... Uncomfortable, yeah. and that should be the only reason why I should stop doing it. Not because it's right, wrong, if I'm right or not, whatever. It's just like you're asking me to stop. Perfect. I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. Period. Like I don't have to understand to do to to like to and accept your line and stop.
0: It's it's hard. To, it is hard. It's hard to to turn the the focus back on yourself and say, what have I done to people? where I thought I was helping them and meanwhile I'm tearing them down. Yeah. And I think about that kind of stuff all the time because as we grow older uh, and as the country, not the country, the world, uh, starts to learn more and more about empathy and tolerance and mm. you know, as the world becomes a smaller place because of the internet and, and kind of a forced globalization that we're, we're going through, you you really start to think about all the things that you were given, and all of the ideas that were planted into your head. And it's not because your parents were bad people,
2: no. because that's
0: what's put in their head, and that's what was put in the heads of the their parents, and and it's been passed on through generations. Because that's how they used to govern people is through like fear and and all of these yeah. things, and it gets it gets manipulated and 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 taken to a point where you don't even know why. <laughs> you know, like you don't know why you think that a man should not lay with another man. Uh, it says so in this book and it's like, yeah, but that book says a lot of other things we don't do.
1: Yeah. And I,
2: and <laughs> what about the people who are like, I never even read that book, dude. Like, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Like, yeah. And have and, you ever heard of that? Uh, there was a, a very cool experiment that they done. I don't know what university, but it was like about this group of monkeys and they had in the middle of the room, There was a ladder and on top of the ladder, there was a pack of like a banana or Mm. something. And so every time a monkey, um, when try to go up, up the ladder, they would spray them with water, like super hard, high pressure water. And then so like they wouldn't do it. So they would like slowly, they had 10 monkeys, for example. Right. And they did it to the, like... The first one tried, they did it to all them them all. And then they just like started taking one monkey out and putting in a new one. So when the new one came in and tried to go up to the ladder, they all beat him up because they didn't want to get water sprayed. And so they they kept doing that until all the old monkeys were already out and they were just new monkeys who had never been sprayed with water. But they still beat up whoever tried to that's go. That's what they were taught. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, no, you don't go up the ladder. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where it's just like I don't know, and that's the thing. It's just like I like to believe, and maybe I'm like that. People chose certain belief systems based on whatever they had available at the time. Right. Maybe it was like a mental availability, like they literally couldn't like the their binary way of perceiving life was so limited, and that was everything they could do. Like the idea of witches, like men couldn't perceive the fact that a woman was just smart enough to have her own business so she must have had a pact with the devil and Mm -hmm. she's a witch, let's burn her. Like, it's insane to me to believe that. But they couldn't even imagine that a woman could be just independent and that's it. So it's like, well, that doesn't serve us anymore. Like, we need to constantly be checking in with ourselves and saying, like, we need to, same thing, like storage units, let it go. Yeah. Do you need it? No, let it go.
0: If you were to ask yourself, why do I feel this way for a lot of the decisions you make in your life, you'd probably make a lot better decisions. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you, if people were, there's certain, there's something to following your gut. There's something to following your heart. Yes. But try to find out why. Yeah. Try to, try to, try to figure out why you're obsessed with, uh, w- with a hummingbird. You know, trying to discuss and figure out, like, as we did yeah. sitting here talking about all the things we love about hummingbirds and all the things maybe we don't like about cockroaches, but why? You know what I'm saying? Trying to figure out the why. And then that then that's basically, that's like, to me, like the road to enlightenment. That's yeah. like how you become one with everything because you start to figure out. There's Mo- a- most of the time the answer is just fear. Yeah, like, I'm scared because I don't understand. I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's lack of information. And at the same time, like there's a moment where you don't even need to find the answer. You just can feel it. I can feel it in my body. Mm. I've found a, a like a moment where Argentina is is very classist, more than racist. It's mm. more about like, uh, like different social classes. Like if you're poor, then you're treated in a certain way. If you're rich, you're treated in another way. And there's like, like talking about gaps, Argentina. There's no middle class. It's oh just no, no. There's haves just, and have nots. Yeah. Forty percent of the population in Argentina is poor. Like like straight up poor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like it's so sad. But at the same time, it's just like I we grew up making all these jokes that like they're just part of the vocab I don't know, they're just part of like every day. You're just like you say these things out loud. But then like you start there's there's a moment where I, start, I started feeling that, like, like that stu- like that, I would stutter, like, literally, like, before saying it, and then I would still say it. It's like, I, that didn't feel right. And I, you could feel it inside. And, like, at that point, it's just like, if it doesn't feel right, then you should probably not say it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if the person that you have in front is, might get hurt or not. It's like, it's, it's just another straw. I, I, I was talking to a friend last week about, like, uh, com. He was, he's a rapper as well, and, like, uh, objectifying comments about women in rap. Yeah. And he was saying, like, it's part of the culture, you know, like, that's what, like, we just say certain things. And it's like, I'm not mean- meaning about, like, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. It's just, like, part of this and that. And it's like, I know it's not harming anyone, but that's what we all think when you throw a straw in the floor. It's just one straw. But now there's an ocean of straws. Yeah like an island of straws in the ocean floating. And like, you don't, you have no idea what a comment, a misogynist comment might do to someone else, especially when you do music and Mm -hmm. you like, you have no idea where, who's going to listen to that. Who's going to look up to that phrase and just say like, I love you so much that everything that you say is right. And that's what happened when you, like with with famous people or like even the president It's like, well, if the president's saying it, then it must be right. And we just like attach certain, things to the person just because we look at that person and we think that that person is more important or whatever. But anyway, it's just another straw and like another bottle in the floor, another piece of paper. Like we need to, you can feel it in your body and you're just like, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't say that. And that's why I think it's important to pay attention and be present, not only to enjoy, but to be responsible.
0: Yeah. Well, and you owe it to yourself, Mm -hmm. not just to other people, because, yes, you can. I I, it is something that I I don't even know what the right answer is to what you're saying as far as specifically to hip hop music, because I'm not in the place where I can say, hey, you shouldn't be saying that. No, because. I am having a very different experience than you. So, what? So then I go back to, well, why are they, why is somebody saying that? Why, why did you say that? Why did, what does that lyric mean to you? And, um, it, it, you know, we, we've gone through in, in my adult years of watching like the progression of like 90s gangster rap. And then in, and as you've seen it evolve over the years, uh, and you've seen it get kind of, you know, you see someone like Ben Folds, you know who Ben Folds is. Mm -mm. He's a musician, a pianist. He's from uh, originally from North Carolina, but he's a fantastic musician, but he did a, a a cover of bitches ain't shit. (laughs) Right. And he sang it with all the words. Like he didn't sing it. Like he sang it as a piano kind of folky song, Mm -hmm. but he sang it with the same kind of emphasis and everything. And, And, you know, he was singing it for, and he got to a point while he was performing it that he realized it wasn't landing the way he intended. And like, it was getting kind of taken by the by people as an excuse to yell out words they're not allowed to say in public. Yeah. And so after a while, he just stopped playing the song live because he was just like, I don't think this is... I don't think I'm I should be doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't think this is for me to to be singing and performing for other people like this. And it's sad because in one hand you're like, well, you should be able to sing it, but in the other hand you're like, well, maybe that was a, someone else's feelings that are appropriate for them at the time yeah. and 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 should be left with them. And maybe that shouldn't be celebrated by some some white kid from North Carolina. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like But I mean it's up it's
2: to them. Tough. And that's the thing. I think like that's when you have to trust the artist. Yeah. And it's just like, why why are you doing the thing that you're What's doing? What's your intention? What's yeah. your intention behind your words? If it's mm. like, because comedy, for example, I do believe in the power of comedy mm-hmm. and like the, being like you're supposed to feel uncomfortable with jokes. Yeah, that's a, what comedian's, for.
0: a comedian's job is to take the unsaid and say it.
2: Yeah. The things that you
0: might've thought or felt and say it in such a way that makes you so uncomfortable that you laugh.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's when it's just like, that's when it comes the point of like trusting the process of someone else. Mm. And especially like in this time where like there's so much like, uh, canceling and hating and like everyone's mm-hmm. just have so many comments about each other all of a sudden, um, yeah. It's just like there's a point where we just have to trust our intentions, and that that's why I'm just talking about myself. I'm like, hear yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna go and judge. Like if if a, if a person judge, like if I'm and my intention is. And by the way, I love this rapper, and I love him, and I yeah, love yeah. his music. And I don't at all think that he is misogynist at all, like nothing. I'm just like more, the conversation came up.
0: Yeah, no, no, And we were just talking
2: about like the impact of certain phrases and stuff. And at the end of the day is when you are choosing to use a certain word, does it feel right? Then use it. Then do it. Mm. Perfect. I trust your process. And if you find out in a couple of years that it doesn't feel right anymore, then have the courage to stand up and say like, I don't want to do it anymore. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Like it's all a part of process and we shouldn't be...
0: So important what you just said, though, the the idea that people learn and yeah. people change. And and I do I do get u- upset when when people get called out for things they did in the past.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, yeah, that was shitty what they did in the past. But how did they change? Yeah. What did they learn from it? And what have they contributed since then? Does it outweigh it? Like, do, do, do you you know what I'm saying? Like, did they grow from it? Did we grow? There are things that were okay to say when I was in my lifetime that you can't do anymore. Mm. There are, I mean, my wife's been on a Friends kick. You know the show Friends? Oh, yeah. There are some jokes. There are some homophobic (gasps) jokes. Horrible jokes Some very homophobic jokes in there that if you tried to do that now, it doesn't matter that it was done without being mean or being hurtful, but it's still making a joke out of it. Where it wouldn't land today. Like no. you couldn't pull that off. And this is, you know, you're only going back 15, 20 years. Yeah. So, yeah. But what's the intention? What's the.
2: At the end of the day, is that checking with, check, I do that for at least like mm. checking with myself. Is that if at the moment feels right or not, then I get to make the aware decision if I want to do it or not. Um, in the future, well, I can't, that's the thing, as, as you say, I can't control if in the future that's going to be like the worst thing I could have ever said out loud. Mm -hmm. or not but at at least i know that in the exact moment i did my best and
0: and and words are important and and how you treat people is important yeah and i I do i worry about that kind of stuff all the all the time as like things i might have said out of anger or things that i didn't realize like the collateral damage i caused to someone else Mm. um another thing that we're learning as as especially for, for me as a, as an adult man, like a, a, a straight, you know, whatever, white dude in America, like things that I'm learning is, you know, when you think you're saying or doing something nice, um, it can be perceived aggressively. Hmm. So saying to somebody, hey, uh, I like something about you, yeah. Uh, oh, you have pretty eyes. If I were to walk up to you, I'd be like, oh, you have such pretty eyes. <laughs> now, if I have a relationship with you and you already know, like, Joe's not saying that to be aggressive, blah, blah, blah. And you'd be like, oh, that's nice. Well, it ma- makes your day brighter. Yeah. That's a big difference than if I see you walking into a store and I don't know you and I'd be like, yeah. oh, you have such pretty eyes. <laughs> and I was always the type of person that would, like... Loved it, and it was never like even a sexual thing. It was just compliments. Oh, I love your dog. I love the your dress. You know, think, but there are certain things where you can say that, and it can be perceived, yeah, as aggressive. And 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 I didn't know that, and and you you learn that because you think you're being nice, yeah, and at at the end of the day, you're really making someone uncomfortable. You're really making them like they they did not invite you into the to to say any of that stuff. And it it's a hard lesson. It's a hard thing to shift out of because if your intentions were to be nice and to just share your joy with somebody and then you worry like, oh, was that real? Did I just hurt that
1: person? And for yeah. the most
0: part, you probably didn't. But, but you could
1: yeah
2: or like you distract them from whatever they're doing like you're like in certain like thought or like you're thinking about something and it's like all of a sudden you hear someone telling you something it's like wait what it's weird it's it's the cold like how we the effect we have on people it's insane talking about uncomfort i have a problem i need to pee so i was about to
0: say we should probably take (laughs) a break here and um yeah let's let's do that and do you want to play a song i would love to okay let's 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 for for the people listening, it's going to be a snap, but we're going to take a minute, reset, take care of Thank of life. You. <laughs> Welcome back. Through the magic of recording technology, <laughs> all things are set up, we're ready to go. Uh, tell me a little bit about the song you're going to play first.
2: I'm going to play that Hummingbird song. Oh, wow.
0: Exclusive.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played it. Um, well, I played it live. I played it in Camp Jam, too. I really, really do love this song a lot. And um. Uh, Other than hummingbirds, let's see what you think it talks about. I like playing this game. Okay. Okay.
3: que isso silenciar
0: singing about so I can only go by the feeling and it was almost it, it felt like almost a all right the feeling that was longing or a, a, not loss, but letting something go am right. I close
2: yeah oh no yeah, really close the last time someone said hope and I liked ah, it too and letting go but it is true it's so about letting go um the need of control like just letting go of control. I uh there's a phrase in the song that says, um, I went to question God mm-hmm. and he just very kindly smiled back at me. He opened his hand and from it a little hummingbird flew away, and I just simply followed it. Wow. Yeah. It's about letting letting go in a
1: way.
0: So that's <laughs> I love music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love that. Like, yeah, you don't know have to know the words no. to understand the feeling. Yeah, and and that's why music is so powerful. And and thank you so thank you. much for sharing this song. I feel like we got to talk all about this, and then you get to play the song, and we get to hear it. And we get to hear your <laughs> wonderful voice, and and uh, your your um, uke is really cool. Looking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> John gifted it to me it's for a Christmas once. I love it. I, it's like my favorite instrument I have by far. I haven't named it yet, actually. I mm-hmm. normally name everything. I'm going to think about it.
0: It's got a uh, Lanakai. I guess that's a um, that's Hawaiian. A brand, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know much about it too. It's like one of those things that (laughs) it's like, I don't need to understand it, but that's just me being lazy. Well, yeah, no, but I, uh, there's a
0: value to that as far as like, you don't have to know everything about something to love it. Yeah. (laughs) You can just love it for what it is and what it means for you in this time. And that's, that's part of being present, right?
2: Yeah, that is true. You don't have to
0: get so wrapped up in the, in the minutia of everything.
2: Yeah, it is very true.
0: Tell, tell everybody where how they can find you. where, where do they learn all about you the, the wildflowers and you and um, your
2: art? I mean, like I think that my preferred platform is Instagram.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um my Instagram account is Aggie.flores, which is spelled like Maggie but with no M. So it's A-G-G-I-E dot Flores. Um that's me on Instagram. I'm working on setting up like a Facebook account and everything. I have a friend in Argentina. Her name is mm-hmm. Fati. I love her. Uh, shout out to her. She's helping me out with like my social media and just like making sure that I have all my channels and platforms um, set. Um, we'll be playing next. Yes, in FemFest with the wildflowers, well, some of the wildflowers because um, the other half are going on tour. So... We're going to be missing some friends, but, uh.
0: Which part, the wild or the flowers?
2: Oh, uh, the flowers. I think those are the flowers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you need to
0: just say. It's it's just the wild. This is Aggie Flores in the wild. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But, uh, we have another amazing flower that is coming in to play with us instead of, uh, John and and Paul. It's uh, James Frolio. I don't know if you've heard of him. Hmm. Um, he's going to play instead of John and then Oleg and Johnny Holiday will still be there, and then next in yeah, um, Friendly Neighborhood Fest.
0: Uh, and that's at the that's at the poorhouse.
2: That's at the poorhouse. Yeah, we play the fifteenth. Um, just so two days, but uh, I'm excited because it's gonna be. I'm very excited about the Fem Fest one because it's gonna be because I don't we don't have keys and we don't have like, um, John. We're just gonna try to do it like way more intimate and a little bit more vulnerable. You know, like because, um. I don't know. I'm excited to be able to hang out with my feminine energy and like bring out like a little bit more of that. So um, I think
0: it'll be. uh, Well, I went to the first one. I don't know if you were you you, in uh, December. Yeah, yeah, I went.
2: Yeah, I went the second half. I was working until like Mm. five ish. So I I came in, I think while uh, I think I came in right before uh baby yaga started playing yeah so awesome. you probably showed up about
0: the same time as i did oh, cool. we showed up right before baby yaga yeah and then um, uh yeah so so taylor taylor is uh on top of this thing i'm yeah. excited to see what she what, what she comes up with with uh and the whole crew at the nine to five folks yeah so that's gonna be exciting yeah so i i believe when this comes out it, uh fem fest will be uh the weekend that's that this episode airs
3: Oh really? Or, yeah,
0: I'm dropping it the week of FemFest. So the right awesome. so this will come out on Monday and then FemFest is that weekend. So if you're listening to this and you're in Charleston or you're coming to Charleston, go to 9to5mag.com and get yourself a, a ticket. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And uh, and yeah, look for the for the that whole little stranger thing if you I, I it might be sold out by the time this comes out. I don't know. Who knows? Those, the shows have been selling out at the, the poor house.
2: Yeah. And this is the, they are actually doing inside now too. They're doing indoors. Yeah. They're doing indoors. Um, which is insane. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but that being said, I'm actually excited because I know that, um, a lot of my friends like there a lot of people had been vaccinated and there's a little bit more awareness within space and, Masks, here, yeah.
0: So. And here in Charleston, I'm not Charleston. Here in South Carolina, hmm. it's open, and anyone can go get a um vaccine now. Oh, awesome! So any anyone as of now, and so I think it's 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 time to start doing those things because we have the opportunity now to get yeah all the people. I'm uh, excited about safe. that,
2: and it's cool. It's gonna be. I I'm excited that they their their lineup is very. Same thing. Like, we're inclusive. Like, you have, like, mm-hmm. so many girls and, like, so mm-hmm. many boys
0: and, like, all sorts of different people. I'm excited to see, uh, see Pip the Pansy doing her some of her new oh, stuff. Oh,
2: I love Pip the Pansy. She is the most fairy. Like, she's another fairy. Mm-hmm. I love her so much.
0: Oh, she surprised the hell out of me talking to her. Just just the, the journey that, that that she's been on with mm. her musical career and, and the struggles she's gone through. And it's it's amazing that she's still playing music and that, like to go through all of what she went through and and to still carry on and, and You have
2: an and, episode with her? Uh-huh. I want to hear it. Oh yeah. I want to hear she, it so uh, bad. We uh
0: we had a really fun time. She I've learned so much about her. I just didn't realize you just you know how like you just don't know the whole story. You can mm-hmm. love an artist and and listen to their music or look at their paintings or or photography or whatever it is. And then when you get to know that like how they made that stuff? Yeah. And the driving force behind it, and it brings it to such a level. Just like hearing your whole life story and everything that's gotten you to where you are here, yeah. it just it connects. It it makes it makes the music even more accessible because you're like, oh, I now I understand why I feel the way I feel when I hear this. Yeah, because this is a very passionate person who's who's been living life to the fullest and exploring and finding and digging and and sharing, and and uh, you've been uh, just. I've been so happy to spend this afternoon talking to you about all of this stuff and I can't wait to see you see you in the wildflowers and uh yeah
2: I'm excited too and I'm, right. I'm I'm super happy to be here. I I I was nervous when I got here. I was like what am I how is going to go? I don't know what to talk about and then I was like i just going to trust, I know you know what to do and I I loved having a conversation with you and the Uh-oh. the things that we had talked about having very very um important to me. I feel like the like these last couple years having just like more and more having this type of conversations with people
0: yeah I think I think we're I think humans are ready to talk about their feelings
1: yeah (laughs) and uh, you know
3: (laughs) we're ready to do it yeah
0: awesome well thank you so much thank you Before you get going, don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And also, you can check out more at jwnpod.com or follow me on Instagram at joelatex. That's
1: at J-O-E-L, the number eight X. Have a great day. Peace.